are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming. Join me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Am I coming in five by five? You're, you're coming in fine. Don't You don't have to lean into the mic. You can just keep your distance from the mic so the peas don't pop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I told Sarge the, the, the rule of thumb is just do the... I just stay that about that far away because he we get we get we, we get right up on there. We, we we get really angry and we get really loud because I'm really pissed. Yeah. So on today's show, we're going to talk about games we've been playing, as we do. Uh, we're going to talk about Jeff Keeley and his new Summerfest event that he's happening. Which, if you back up to episode two hundred four, now where this is episode two fifteen of twenty twenty. 204 of 2020, which is February 13th. Let's go back to the tape. I, I've made I made a prediction. Okay. And let me see. Here it is. Let's go, let's go back to the tape. Let's, let's go back to the tape. Okay. So this is the opening part right here. Let me see. And let me play it. An award show. Okay. I think, and I don't know what you think, Sarge. I don't know if I should let you go first. I, 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 think, I think a lot about this. Go ahead. Okay. No, you go. Go ahead. I personally think... That he's got something in the works. We probably won't see it this year. That's okay. where I was wrong. We'll see it next year. I think Keeley, he's got so much backing and so much clout now, okay, that I think Keeley can start his own convention, okay? The convention that he thinks the video game industry should have and the way it should Just go. Just so you know, I'm not right. There, there you go. He told his opinion to the to There's the, PSA. the episode. They didn't, they didn't like his ideas, and so he's backing out. They don't like the way it's going. Now, the way it's going, they said in a statement this earlier late last year that they're going to bring in, like, big celebrities and stuff like that to try to promote the games. I think Jeff Keighley has enough clout that he can start his own convention. Now, where am I getting this from, right? I know some people that started... Right right here. Despot which then turned into Guardian Con, which now turned into GCX, which is Professor Broman, King Athalian, and Kevin, okay? K-Magic 101. They've never, I mean, Kevin worked in the industry for convention, like pl planning and stuff like that. But these three guys created a convention that they didn't know what they were doing. And they didn't really have clout. They had clout in that one genre of game, which was Destiny, which they made Destiny Con, which then made the Guardian Con, which then is now GX. Let me, let me, let me, let me, fa let me fast forward here. Product. Developers, though. I think it starts there. I think it starts with the, he puts something together and says, look, I only want people that are coming out with games within the next six months, eight months. Like, you're almost done, and you're going to announce it here, and this is what we're going to show, and boom, right? I think that's I think that's what he's trying to do. I think he's trying to do a one-two punch. I think he's trying to do a setup for the reward show, right? He's going to come up with something halfway through the, the year, and then, boom, it's out now. Video game reward show. Download it now here. Like, he's he's looking at the bigger picture and, and setting it up, so then it's just one big cycle, right? 
It's a podcast within a podcast, Sarge. Look how young we look there. His E3 for his convention, (laughs) and then boom, that sets up for the next 11 weeks ago. And it's just this thing. If someone can do it single-handedly, I mean, with his clout that he has, I think Keeley could do it. All right. We'll keep it there. Let me, yeah. let me. So, so, so point being is, is that we're tired of being right. I'm never tired right? of being right. We're tired of being I'm right. I'm never tired of being right. I, here's, here's the thing. This is what I always, I have no clout, right? I'm on a podcast with Lono on, on the Rangers Roundtable on Mondays. Okay. The credibility that he has, he does a show every single day. He talks about Destiny every single day. People follow him in the Destiny community. He's got clout. Whatever he says and it comes through, he's got something. Paul Tassie writes for Forbes. He's credible automatically because he writes for an article. He writes articles for a living. That's what he is. So when he comes up with something, boom, that's what it is. I speak just saying stuff, and everyone's like, "This dude's a fucking crazy man. He has no idea what he's talking about." And yet, everything I've said about Destiny, ninety percent—I won't say everything—ninety percent of it is coming to fruition now. And I said that stuff five years ago okay but i have no clout because i'm just a crazy guy on the internet with no followers and that's what it is right because i don't have enough followers over the, the let's call it the mendoza line okay the equator okay until i break over that thing no one's gonna take me seriously no one's gonna take so i have to point out stuff like this i have to i have to point out stuff like this when i when i say something and it comes true i have to be like boom there it is there's my credibility. There's there's the things I, I come up with and say. And I it's hard to explain because I come up with this stuff out of the fucking blue. It's just a gut. It's in my head. It's all it's about the knowledge and about the experience I've had in the gaming industry and in the film industry, playing the games over and over. Right? I'm not a dev. Okay. But I understand how things fucking work. Okay. On top of this, okay, Jeff Keeley, I, I wrote a I did a podcast the other day on the GXG micro episodes. I think, okay, we were going to talk about what we've been playing, but we're going to skip that for right now. We're going to talk about Keeley's, Keeley Fest. I'm calling it Keeley Fest, not Summer Fest. It's Keeley Fest, okay? I said that Keeley's going to have his own thing. I said it's not going to happen until next year. I was wrong. But then again, I think it accelerated from February when he announced it to now because of what's happening right now, right? E3 was supposed to be going on, right? Corona wasn't out yet. Well, it was, but it wasn't a problem as it is now. Okay. So E3 was supposed to happen. Keeley wasn't going to come out with this this year. But because of what's happening, he went to high gear. Okay. And got this shit prepared. And that's why it's four months and spread across the four months. It's not like solid four months every day. Okay. Now, to go to a convention, you need airfare, you need hotel. You need, uh, you need to eat, right? It's expensive. It, it, it costs Cash. hundreds of thousands of dollars, not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds to thousands of dollars, okay, to go to a convention to experience what it is. doesn't matter how big it is. Even when we went to or- Origin Con, right, uh, in, just to do the board game thing, it's a board game convention. It costs us thousands of dollars, okay? So to go to a, to a, go to a company like this, you're saving money. Now, this is what I think he's going to do. Now, they haven't announced anything about the, what they're doing. They just said that, hey, Xbox event kicks it off. Next week is, um, I forget, another another publisher. Okay? Here's what they're going to do. I guarantee this is what they're going to do. Okay? And I'll take it back if they don't, obviously, because I'm okay being wrong. 
but man, I love being right. Okay. So I believe that if you go to a convention, you get to wait in long lines. You wait in lines. You get to play a game. They give you like a little swag. You maybe got like a like a little button. You get a little card. They'll contact you. Get in part of the beta code. Give out your code. They will do that for everything in this summer event that Keeley has a part of, right? If it's Xbox, like Xbox was the kickoff of it, but Keeley wasn't interviewing anybody. He didn't come out and say, everyone that watches this for a half hour gets into the code of, of this game. No, if, if he does a, let's say, I'm going to do Destiny, for example. We do know that Destiny uh, is part of the Xbox Series X in the future, okay? Let's say they have an event. Pick a date. They're like, hey, uh, Bungie's talking about Destiny, the next, where Destiny's going. They come out and say they show these. This is not happening, but let's just say they show Destiny 3, right? And they're like, Destiny 3 is coming out this September, right? It's not. I don't want to hear like it is, right? But it is. Let's just say in my, in my example, it is. It's coming out in September. He'll be like, if you watch this segment for a half hour, okay, you'll get in, you'll get, a, you'll get an emblem, or you'll get a shader, or you'll get the sparrow, Right, they're gonna so oh, virtual, virtual, virtual swag, swag for, for watching the stuff. Or they say anybody that's watched this right now can sign up, or you're gonna get emailed, and you get to play. You get to play the beta early, right? You get to you get to jump in two weeks early or a month early ahead of the stuff. That gets eyeballs on the thing. Okay, now Sarge said it earlier. He's like, well, what's the difference if if the company does it or Keeley does it? Well, the difference is how many people watch the Xbox event? A couple hundred thousand. How many people watch the Video Game Awards? 42 million people, right? 42 million people watch the Video Game Awards, okay? That's like Super Bowl numbers. So Keeley's got the, Keeley's got the back. He's got the, he's got the backing of people when he, he wants to put something together. He's got, he's got this clout now, right? There's, there's just something he, he's, he's, making, he's making his road here. He's capitalizing on stuff that's not happening. E3 is not happening. All these conventions are not happening. So all these conventions are not happening. So let me let me do. Let's see. GCX is not happening. E3 is not happening. Gamescom is not happening. All these all these things that are supposed to happen over the next couple of months are not happening. But what's happening? Keeley Fest, the Summer Fest is happening, right? Tune in, find out what games are. Let's showcase these things, right? So it's just it's just crazy how uh, you know. Eleven weeks ago, I said that Keeley was going to come out with something, and here it is. What do you think, Sarge? What do you think he's? This is uh about well i'm curious to know because of the way he reacted about e3 you know what they said they were going to do and he's like i don't want to be part of this like once he said that right it's what it he did say right 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 it, it is it right it is what he did not say during that interview or what he said to the other press people about what he wanted to do or what not to do so i get the feeling that i think maybe he's more in touch with the community of gamers and what it's supposed to be about, as opposed to saturation marketing of the same BS and just trying to lie your way into people's minds. Like, show me the game. Show me what the system can do. Don't tell me what the system can do. Don't show me a cutscene. Right. Show me the game. Show me what you made. Show me the hardware. Tell me what it does. Like, more grassroots type, like, give me the product. If you want to talk about it, you want to brag about the product, then you got to tell me and show me the product. And it's not about just talking about it. I, I think that's what he's doing, right? Because he wants to see 
he even said during the video game awards when he did the video games, he's like, we got more games for you. We got more gameplay for you. That's what people want to see. They want to see gameplay. They want to see gameplay. They want information about the game. They don't want information about a game where it's a floating head telling them, well, the technology that we have for this game is uh, higher than we've ever had before. Uh, we have 16 times the graphic. No, we don't care about any of that. We want you to show us. If you want to talk, that's great. Get your face off the screen, put some gameplay on the thing, and then talk to us as you're going through the game, right? We just want to see gameplay. That's what sells. That's what gets people to buy purchase the uh, game. All right, so this is what the, what, the, what the thing is. It says, last week, the Game Awards, Jeff Keighley announced Summer Game Fest, a four-month-long digital event showcase upcoming games. Microsoft Inside Xbox event on May 7th will be the start of the Summer Games Fest, okay? And Gamescom on August 24th, will be this serve as the final, okay, the finale. Following the Inside Xbox presentation on May 7th, the Summer Game Fest event will take place on Tuesday, May 12th at 9 a.m. Pacific. Initially, it's called the Entitled Sunrise Number 1. The event will consist of surprise game reveals, okay? Uh, recently, Keeley posted a list of developers and publishers participating in the Summer Games Fest, including PlayStation, Xbox, the digital, excuse me, digital storefront, Steam, along with major third-party publishers such as Activision, Bethesda, CD Projekt Red, EA, WB Games, Square Enix, and more. The initial list of collaborators is dubbed Phase 1. It's like fucking Avengers now. Okay, therefore, it's safe to assume that in the upcoming months, more teams will join the festival to show off their new titles. While the title is... Um, uh, this presentation states it will be a surprise game reveal. It can be speculated that the reveal may not only be alluding to the announcements of new games entry into rather an update to one of the already been announced. That said, more like scenarios may have been could uh, could be first chance to get your new installment of the Call of Duty franchise given to the new title usually announced in May. And the Activision recently stated that the next entry is still on track for 2020 release. This is all speculations, though, as the amount of collaborators promised to be participating in the Summer Game of Fest is hard to tell that Keeley could have up his sleeve. Now, while it's hard to nail down the announcements itself could be, we can safely assume that it will not be coming from Microsoft, uh, given that it's already outlined its plans for the announcements this summer, and the presentation dedicated to the first-party titles coming in July is also unlikely to be a part of any update of the Assassin's Creed Valhalla, given we already have conf confirmation that we will be seeing gameplay footage of this, and this article was written the day before, before today, which says tomorrow, which we didn't get. Okay. No. So no. let's let's move from Keeley. Let's go to the first event that happened, which was the Xbox event, right? Which was the Xbox event. So uh, I got this nifty uh, link that uh, Tweak sent me. Um, by the way, if anyone wants to submit news stories, you can go over to our Discord at Thirty and Still Gaming. There's a little section there called Submissions to Generation X Gaming. All right, so on this thing, this is Xbox Series X games, every exclusive and cross-gen game announced so far. Okay, so we saw <clears throat> we saw a video called uh, Bright Infinite Memory. Okay, I'm not going to go over each every single one. I'm just going to give you the names of them. Okay, we, we saw Dirt 5. We saw Scorn, which looked really weird, and I'm pretty sure we saw Penis on the, on the stream like three times. I'm just saying. I think we saw Penis three times. Uh, we have a uh, course, Cor chorus. I think it is. It's like a space. It looks like ever everlast mixed with like an RPG. Uh, we had we saw Madden twenty one. Watch out! Is that what it is? Yeah, chorus. Right. Uh, we have vampire. The uh, 
Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which looked pretty interesting. The uh, the animations looked kind of weird, right? We, we saw a game called Call of the Sea, which had sort of like a um, Sea of Thieves type of vibe, vibe a little bit, like the way the art style was. We saw the the Ascent, which was actually reminded me of Smash TV. It was like a dual dual stick controller, uh, which actually looked the most promising to me out of all the games. That the, looked decent. Yeah, and then the Medium. A lot of horror games they showed, or kind of like weird games they showed. We have the Scarlet Nexus, which is a uh, uh, anime type of game, and then the Second Extinction, which was like a first per first person shooter. It looked like um, Torok. Remember that game? Like the dinosaur? It, it looked like you're fighting against dinosaurs and stuff like that. Uh, and then we had Yazuka's Like a Dragon. I've never played any of them, but I watched Code Carnage play through all of them. They're funny games. They're fun games, but I, I'm just not into it. Uh, and this is what they didn't show, right? But beforehand, like Tweak yesterday asked me last night on my stream, he's like, what do you predict for tomorrow? Before I read the article of saying they're only showing third party, I was like, well, I would hope to see something about Fable or talk about Fable and stuff. After I read the article, I said they're only showing third-party stuff. I said, well, they should show Cyberpunk 2077, which they didn't do. Um, I said they have to have some gameplay of, of, of things. They just need gameplay. They didn't really show gameplay. They showed trailers of in-game footage, but they didn't show gameplay. So it's been, it's been so badly judged that the dislike-to-like ratio was so bad that Xbox decided to take down the videos of the past broadcast. <laughs> so what do you think? Sorry, what'd you, what'd you, what'd you think of the event? I, I don't, I don't understand why it's so difficult to actually, when you say you're going to show something, actually show something. I don't understand why there has to be like this lead in and announcement of, we're going to show you things. And then the entire presentation is, Nothing I couldn't get off of just reading an article. Right. 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 So you, you're wasting my time. You're blowing it out your ass. You're because you just want you want you want to see how many views you're going to get based on your BS talk. Right. right. If you don't have game footage about the stuff you want to talk about, then don't tell us. Yeah, just just don't just show say the trailer anything. on Twitter or show it. Say nothing. Yeah, yeah. But don't say you're having a presentation about stuff and you're going to show us things and then show nothing. Showing me a cutscene of a video game does nothing for me, okay? Right. I, I personally am tired of the fluff. If you can't show me what you're making, then don't tell me about it. Just wait till it's ready and then show me. But this constant, constant barrage of misleading comments, misleading uh, lead-ins about what they're going to show or not show is annoying at this point. It just is. Right? What does it take... For you guys to put the actual order in for game development, I, idea, blueprint, alpha, beta, testing phase, like what? What's so hard with this train that's been going on for the last decade or two? Like when you get to a certain point, we know you have something to show, right? Right. You guys have to play the game to make sure it works, right? So show it. Show what you have, right? If we know it's an alpha and it's broken, you could put the damn disclaimer at the bottom that says, hey, by the way, don't be mad at us. It's a pre-alpha thing. Right. Great. Right. Show me the mechanics. Show yeah. me what you got. Yeah. Show if me Show me the UI. Show me show something. Me something. Show me something in the game. Right. Show me Duplis, something. Duplis, I, see, this is where I think you're wrong, right? 
and it's okay because you could think I'm wrong, which is fine. All right? I think you're wrong because it's 2020. Okay, for a decade, if not longer, but it, I know it's longer. It's about 20 years long, too long. Okay, we always want gameplay. That's all we've ever asked for. If you have a new game, ever. if if you have a new game, you want gameplay. Back in the day, did they show cutscenes in Nintendo Power? Cutscenes of 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 the, of the game? No, they showed stills of the game. Of the actual game. They showed what the game looked like in the actual game format because you looked at it and went, oh, man, that looks good, right? And then you turn the page and you read another article. It's a different screenshot of the game, and you're like, oh, man. And they describe it to you. And you're like, I can't wait for this game to come out. And that's a picture. Right, that's a picture, right? It's 2020, and you're saying that they didn't even send them the actual video. Well, there's two mistakes here. If the developer doesn't send them gameplay, then you don't get to be shown on this main stage or on the main video. And if Xbox shows the game with no gameplay, then that's their fault now. It's not the fault of the developer. It's now on the fault of Xbox going, yeah, we'll show this. They literally said they're going to show gameplay of Valhalla. And if you watch Point the whole thing, it was like point zero zero three seconds of an actual yeah. of a shot. Yeah, We did it. World premiere. Right? Like, world premiere of what? I, I blinked. I missed it. I have to go back and watch that again. Everything was in-game footage. In-game footage. Not gameplay. I'm tired of the lies, dude. It's just it's it's a crock of shit. Right? You either have it or you don't, right? It's not it's too complicated to show. If you don't have it, that's great. Then shut up about well, just it. Don't, just don't shut up about it. Just don't ever say gameplay. Just say in-game footage. Here incoming. This event's going to have in-game footage incoming. If this was a developer, if this was... Just let's think if this was a developer going, yeah, we have gameplay footage, and then they don't show any gameplay footage, like, you're a fucking liar. That's what it is. You're a fucking liar. But this is a company putting together a, a production, and let me tell you, their production... Look at our cameras. Our cameras are better than the people that knew they were making a video, and their audio is better. Like, if you know you're making this once a month, I don't know, you have four guys doing a video... How about you send them up a camera and, and send them a microphone so they're not using their, their 9C20 microphone so we can actually get some good audio, right? I like the joke with the with the uh, the Xbox in the background that looked like a refrigerator. Great, okay? Shitty green screen, by the way, okay? Second, on top of that, the audio was terrible from those things. And then when the guy... Look, I love developers, and I think the developers should speak about their game, but show gameplay over your voice. Nobody wants to see a floating head talking about nerd shit when half the people are like, right, I don't care. What game is this? What game are you talking about? I want to see the gameplay. What does it do? Let me see the fighting. Let me see it running. Let me see you punching something. Let me see you climbing something. Let me see something. I don't want to see you talking to somebody else that's just sitting there. Oh, it's, yeah. We're so excited to see your game. <laughs> right? Like it's, 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 it's a crock of shit. It's a crock of shit. It's 2020, people. Right? Uh, how much time do you need? Show gameplay. How, how much time do you need? That's what you need. You, if you if, need if the game if the game is due out in the fall, if the game's due out in the fall, do you have do you have some gameplay? No, you got nothing. But the game's due out in the game's due out in the fall. Really? Right. You got nothing? Nothing. Come on, man. Come on. Everything but, would have been forgiven if they just showed gameplay of Valhalla. Just show actual gameplay. I don't care if he jumps off a boat onto the beach and then it ends. 
show me actual gameplay. I don't want to say, did you see that? Did you see it? That was gameplay right there. Hold on, let me, let me rewind it. Right? No, not that. Not that. Oh, that. It's a joke. That right there. It's that right joke. there. That's gameplay. Woo! It looks awesome. Come on. Joke. It doesn't matter if they got the footage or not. They need to show gameplay. If this is a form page and I'm typing in and I'm like, hey, what can we do? We're listening. Gameplay. Next conference in June, gameplay. I don't care what color paint you use on your box. I don't care about the box cover. I don't care about anything. Needs to have gameplay. You want your game to be hyped? Gameplay. If you don't show gameplay, that means you don't have hypeness for your own game. Now you're just trying to sell us something that you don't even believe in. Right? We're not asking for a half hour of cut footage of gameplay. We just want to see what the gameplay looks like. Think they're paralyzed with fear that's showing gameplay? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Brian. Because if they show gameplay and people are like, uh, that looks like crap. They're like, Whoa! it's that airplane scene on the air. Whoa! And they all start running around. No one likes the game. It looks terrible. Then you shouldn't have made it. Right? The most powerful system in the world. We can't show gameplay for. So, th so, th so basically what you're telling me is, so you're going to lie through your teeth for as long as you can to try to sell as much of the crap as you can. And then when it finally comes out and then we realize it's garbage, then we have to go through the whole thing about why can't I get returns? You are a fucking liar, blah, blah, blah. Instead of just showing what you have, this is what it is. Just show it. Okay? That's it. The people are going to buy the game regardless. The people who are ready to buy the game, even though it might be garbage, are still going to buy the game. Fallout 76 case and point. Here. Okay? They're going to buy it if they're going to buy it. They have to right? show... The, what you get you get the better numbers of people if your friends buy it and say, "Yo, man, it's a great game." Don't listen to them. Here, here it is. I'll show it to you, right? And then you go out and buy it anyway. I think it would have been very smart. Maybe they're still going to show it, right? Because CD Projekt Red hasn't come up yet. They have to show gameplay for CD Projekt Red for for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, right? Have to. Now there there is footage online that you can watch where a guy's just walking through like a mall type area and stuff like that. Cool, right? Just show us more gameplay. We've seen gameplay. But that was a couple months old. Now it's been months later. Now the game was supposed, already supposed to be out, right? But they pushed it back. It was supposed to be out. You would think they would have gameplay of Cyberpunk 2077, right? Right. You it would was think, coming out. Right? So you would right. hope that we see when it comes we're, out that we We're we see polishing. Right. We're polishing. Right. Right? So if you're polishing, that means you've got something to show. Right. Which they could. We just haven't seen. We just haven't seen anything. Right? Right. They're coming out with customizable genitalia. Right? So... That'll make that'll make the one point three percent of the population very happy. Right. Oh look, I can make his dick that big. Look at his big giant dick. <laughs> it's a robot <laughs> cyberpunk dick. I, I don't understand, man. It, congratulations, you get you get to make your own genitalia. However you guys want to be. Yeah. Once again, step one of ready player one. There you go. Step yeah. one tats, of ready player one. Tats on your nuts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> try boob like total recall that'd be amazing that would Whatever, be amazing man. hey i just think they're trying to take away from red dead redemption now they're like wait a minute red dead redemption put in horse testicles how about we put testicles on our actual actual guys if you're putting testicles on your guy does that mean there's love interests and does that mean we're going to be watching two animated things well, just let's, doing it let's go let's go a little further on my character creation page is there a subsection for genitalia 
Like, you yeah, know, yeah. everything else has got, you know, wider, smaller, longer, the hair's darker, whatever. <laughs> so now there's a genitalia section. Hair, come on. Yeah, no, okay. We're switching We're switching from the, the terrible production value of Xbox's showcase. Because no one during this pandemic could ship a camera to somebody. Right. To, can't ship to, a camera or a microphone. Right, so or a microphone anyway. We, ha we have to make it we have to make it as low budget as possible to show how much we care about what we're doing. Because we're down with the people. We want to be right. we're like one of us. We're one of you. Right. We're, we're one, one of you. you. Yeah. We're, we don't, home we're not professional. Just like you are. Right. We're not professional about anything at all ever. We right. just want to get the word out. Right. Just want to get the word out. All right. So here you are. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven features customizable genitalia. Okay. Conan's Exiles might have some stiff competition. Whoa, stiff. I <laughs> see what you did there, article. Surprising no one, Cyberpunk 27 has rated M for Mature by ESRB. But what is surprising, though, is the elements of contribution to the rating, customizable genitalia, and quests that sure sounds like a main character crucifying some poor soul. Oh, Jesus. Some locations depict mutilated corpses with other... Uh, chest cavities and other explorers organs okay the esrb's rating summary during one quest players assist a character by hammering nails through his hand and feet screaming sounds of blood effects accompany the scenes this sounds like the crucifix of christ right here all right the last sentence has me very confused though and the use of the word uh assist implies the character wants you to crucify them but to what end can I only imagine because summary moves right from there to reveal the previous unknown features of Cyberpunk 27 character customization. Players can select a gender and customize their character customization can include uh, depictions of breasts, buttocks, genitalia, as well as various sizes of combinations of genitalia, the summary says. The language here is just vague, enough to be hard for the picture to exactly to see what the customization screen will look like. So this is what they have on the customization screen. I'll look, show look, I know, look, I know it's a joke. I know it's a joke. They're making fun of it and whatever else, but does it really matter? Can we stop the bullshit? Well, no, it did, it does, didn't... It, does it really matter if you're going to customize your genitalia or not? Does it? Does that really a factor in the game? Well, if they, well, here, well, yes. Yes, it does, Sarge, because if you put something in a game, there has to be a point to it, right? Not according to EA. Well, that's true. To, to actual game companies that actually make really good games, right? If you put something in the game, it should be a, have a point, or a point. You would think. Like Red you Dead put horse scrotum in the game, right? And the balls shrunk and expanded with, with the heat and cold. And the eyeballs dilated and moved and stuff like but the, that. But the question isn't, is it, is it a good enough quality for the game? The question you should be asking yourself is, who's the guy working on genitalia? Is this guy under scrutiny at all? Or <laughs> you're letting this guy run wild in the development room? He's like, the, what he's is he the doing? He's the, he's the rookie, and his nickname is Scrotum. That's it. Hey, Scrote. How's that, how's that nutsack coming along? You, how long you been here? I've been here four years. What do you do? I, I, make, I make ball sacks on the, on the inside of... I can't wait to see the the uh, scrotum artist at the end of the credits. Scrotum artist. He's on Pornhub all day researching. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I get it. I get it. There, there's a certain, there's a fine line here. People, listen, the hype for cyberpunk is real. Like for the, for the actual game of what it's supposed to be, because you like, we like CD Projekt Red a lot. Like we like what they do. And this is like a new direction. And we're excited about what they're going to show us. So now there's going to be a small percentage of people. They're going to try to find everything possible to try to harp on this game in a negative way. 
I think that the whole the, the genitalia thing is just a joke to keep things fun. Like it's a just, to, it's stay a in, joke. just to stay in the media, yeah. just to keep right, it, just stay in the media like a joke thing. But like as soon as someone takes it too far, there's going to be some small interest group that starts starts nonsense about it. Oh, they've about already done that for kids yeah, and whatever yeah. else. Like I I get it, but let's be honest, it's not that is not a factor for the game. Listen, uh, the, the the factor for the 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 genitalia is probably the same factor, probably the exact same factor, <laughs> whether you pick male or female. Right? That's it. Right? You're right. going to have this line of stuff if you're male. You're going to have this line of stuff if you're female. That's it. It's not going to be like this or, big in-depth thing. Or I can make a woman with a dick. Whatever. Right? I'm sure. That's Whatever. What I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Whatever. Listen, I predict already the first time anyone sees the sexual scene, right, parent groups are going to fucking take a shit. <laughs> all right? They're going to shit. They're going to shit the bed. That's hey, what's going to end up star. happening. I have your hot coffee right, right. here. Right, hot it's coffee right, times right. ten to the fifth power. Yeah. I got it. That's yeah. fine. But at least, at least let the game speak for itself. Don't like zero in on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The sexuality of the damn game. That's not the whole game, right? I just think it's funny. You're right. You're right, Dubless. Who's the guy? Who's the person that works on horse dicks? <laughs> right. Shouldn't so shouldn't the... we be questioning him a little bit? Shouldn't there be like a security guy going through a background check? I mean, make sure he doesn't have an ice so, cream truck. So t- make sure make sure he doesn't have a van without windows. Like, shouldn't there some, be some kind of check system here what's, that what's we're your, all what's your excited about genitalia and horse hey, horse genitalia? Uh, hey, Tom, Tom, can I see your portfolio? Uh, we have an opening here in Rockstar, and uh, I want I would like to see your portfolio. What do you work on? Oh, wow, you made some really good backgrounds and stuff for a lot of good games here. All right, so the the position that we have open for you is uh, we're going to be making uh, horse cocks. I'm sorry, did you say horse cocks? Yes, yes, horse cocks. We like them to expand. And shrink with the weather temperature. Do you think you could do that? Are you are you joking? Yeah, I'm stoked. I'll do that. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Tom, come on in. And then on his resume, CD Project Red's hiring, and he's like, "Hey, uh, we need an artist out there who's been doing genitalia." Uh, Tom here. I I worked for for Rockstar for five years. I made horse testicles. Well, Tom, you're you're perfect for this job. Come on over to CD Project Red. We need some genitalia work done. Good old Tom. Tom and Dick. Get it? Boom. All right. Uh, let me see what you said here. Uh, did anybody talk about, is anybody else going to talk about Bright Memory and the, they admitted to stealing game art? Didn't see an article on that. See, we report stuff that's reported. So if no one's reported it, I haven't seen it. I- I'm curious to know about that, Iraq. You, you, you where, find me the article. Where's the... As of last year. Oh, last year. Well, all right, I mean, hang on. You got you to have that article. All right, all right, Iraq. How drunk are you? I understand we're under so, quarantine. So, if if you if you submit an article, I will read the article, and if it if it meets my credentials of of talking on the show, I will talk about it next week because I don't like to just bring up something and then just read it and then spew it. Right? Look it up. How about no? There you go. <laughs> we're moving on. All right, Sarge. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And we know about remasters, right? Remaster, remasters. So what? What did I tell you? Well, we knew this was what, coming. What did I tell you? Now this is just they rumored. This is they just don't rumored. have. They don't have any ideas. So let me guess. It has to be a remaster. It has to be something good. So not Skyrim. Not um. Not Mario. Not Zelda. Put it in the Discord, uh, Duplis. Uh, because I'm not gonna talk about it today. Uh, Mass Effect. Yes, Mass Effect is rumored to be remastered 
and here's here's the big here's the big thing. It's remastered and it's looking to come out within the next twelve months. Because you know you can bang out a trilogy in twelve months. No, it's problem, gonna it's bro. gonna be out before March of twenty twenty one, which probably means it'll be March of twenty twenty one, like the last possible day. Because they want to get it, they want to get it in the fiscal fiscal year yeah, fiscal year. <clears throat> right, because all hands are on deck to redo to redo Anthem, right? All hands on deck. Right. Except now, except now they're gonna do they're gonna do a whole remaster of Mass Effect. No problem. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm one Mass Effect Two is probably one of my favorite games of all time. If they do a remaster, I mean, obviously, I would have to see gameplay. <laughs> I would have, no, I would like to see it on the new system. I think it'd be cool if it came out on the new system. But at the same time, if there's new games out. I'm not going to go back and buy an old game personally. Obviously, there's going to be people that it's a well, market for. No, listen, listen. That's that's the strategy, bro. It's really simple. See, what happens is, is that there won't be anything out at all. Like they have nothing. They have no ideas right now. All the stuff that's happening right now is going to be delayed because of you know what, okay? And whatever's supposed to come out because it's already been 80 or 90 percent done might be a little delayed, but it's still coming out. But the rest is not. So they have to have something. On the shelf. Well, EA in the store, they have to have something. EA comes so out with me. with like fourteen games a year, like twelve to fourteen games a year. So Bioware, if they're working on three games, that's three games. The the trilogy is three games, right? So if they're working on that, they're working on Dragon Age Origins, and they're working on Anthem. I mean, I mean, God's sakes, I don't know why they're working on Anthem, but they are. All hands on deck for those five people working on Anthem. So. So let's think. Let's think of what the the flowchart of that must look like. The game that bombs so hard that instead of getting rid of it, we're gonna rebuild it from scratch because in their mind, they can still make the money back that they already put into it. Yeah, long term. However, EA can't fix Battlefield Five, and they're gonna drop it like a turd and move on. Because there's nowhere else to go with it from here. Right. Right. We can't fix Battlefield Five, so we're just gonna well, give up. The reason well, the reason they're they're abandoning But we're gonna ship. redo we're gonna redo a game and put money into a game that's eight years old in development and still hasn't been Longer released. Longer than that, because Mass Effect One came out in like what, two thousand nine? No, no, I'm talking about Anthem. Anthem's been oh, worked on Anthem. for a while. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what, Anthem might revive if they get Tom to come over and do some genitalia customization and anthem maybe that'll revive anthem but other than that i don't think anthem will get reviven revived i just i just don't i don't see you got to think of the mentality of the corporate the corporate mind that means that when anthem gets re-released they're not looking to sell copies of it there's gonna have to be some kind of mtx inside that game in order for them to make back the money that they spent eight years making that's the only way you can redo a game that way. Right. Well, they have to first revive it like like a No Man's Sky, right? They have to re rekindle like a Fallout. What are you doing? <laughs> are, you, are you spastic? Do you have something like wrapped around no, your legs? What's no, happening? I, I have I have a cat that keeps bringing me stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, what what are you doing? You're like, like calm yeah. down. I think you're the cat right now. He's he's got you trained. Um. I think Anthem is they they have to revive it because they look at they look at a Destiny where if they can get it into that format right everyone hates loves to hate Destiny well here it is six years 
right? It'll be six years this September, and people are still still playing, right? They're still playing, and they're still making microtransactions, and they're still doing Overwatch. People are still playing Overwatch. Call of Duty, they're still playing Call of Duty, right? The new Call of Duty and stuff. Every year there's a new Call of Duty, some kind of Call of Duty, with microtransactions that are kind of just constantly doing. Any type of game, they're trying to get that in EA's hub, right? Because EA has only two games that I can think of that has people coming back every single year. It's a new game every year, but it's Madden and FIFA. And they're constantly updating them, or not updating them, just moving them well, Call, across. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Activision. That's that's Activision, though. That's not EA, right? EA is looking for that that game. And Bioware, they're like, look, we have Anthem. Anthem has to be the game that we are are pushing forward to try to make the inclu- the the incurring money year after year. So Mass Effect Trilogy, they bring that back out. That's going to get initial sales, and that's it. There's not going to be microtransactions. They would get shit no, on. No, they'll be if they... they'll be the kids. They'll be the kids that are up in, that have been up and coming in middle school and high school now that have never seen it, and they're going to blitz the advertisement for how awesome a trilogy it's going to be, and then they'll probably sell the trilogy for what fifty bucks, forty bucks. You think the whole thing for sixty bucks? Probably. No, I think they're going to no. I think they'll they'll slow play it. They'll they'll bring out the first one remastered. They'll charge like forty no, fifty like, bucks. Like Final Fantasy, yep. they do a Final Fantasy with yep. it. You think so? I don't know about that, man. Yep. I don't know about that. They need money, bro. They need money, bro. It's EA. Who do you think? You think they're they gonna give money. out the whole trilogy for one price? No way. EA nickels and dimes everything. They're gonna separate. You're lucky if they give you the first game in full full launch. They'll break it up halfway through and wait six months before they release the fucking thing. I I, I think they'll they'll charge more. They'll have to charge more. Thirty bucks for each. Yeah, that's what I think. They'll they'll lower the price, but they'll charge they'll charge more. So instead of getting sixty dollars for the whole thing, they'll get like ninety to a hundred for the whole thing. Right? Remastered, sixteen times more data. But by the way, if you buy if you buy the trilogy of Mass Effect, you get Anthem for free. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 what happened. But I can't wait to see when they try to re-release that game. I can't wait. I'm surprised they're not. If you buy something from EA's store, like a mug or a shirt, they just send you Anthem. They just send you Anthem for for, for free. So, well, here's 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 my question, right? So the game is being redone completely. So the people that Supposedly, actually have yeah. it and it's just sitting on a hard drive somewhere, are they going to get like a 80 gig? An eighty gig update one day, like all of a oh, sudden. Oh no, you would ha- you would have to remat you would have to buy the remastered. That's that's a crock of shit. Yeah, you would have you're to buy. You the people that you tell me the people that bought it have to buy it again. Yeah, that's a crock of shit. Yeah, you bro. won't be able you won't be able to update it to get the graphics and stuff. No, no, they 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 would have to make you let you buy the whole thing again. That's a crock of shit. Well, how's that a crock of shit? They've already. They remastered you, you the bought fucking... the game. You bought the game. If, you if, still have it. Yeah, you can still go play so your it, old version it, of the it, game. Is it, oh, so it's a different game. No, it's an updated version of the game. There's no way they're going to charge you guys twice. They did it with Skyrim over and over. Skyrim's been resold multiple times. What Are you that... Are you a delusional, Sarge? Do you think they're going to no give it free way, to dude. everyone that owns Mass Effect? No, no way. I'm talking about Anthem right now. Oh, I'm talking about Anthem. Anthem. Oh. I'm not talking about Mass for Effect. For God's sakes. I was like, there's no way they're going to give it out for free. Anthem, no. Oh, Anthem, no. That, yeah, yeah. Anthem, you're going to get an update. It's a, it's a No Man's Sky situation. It's a Fallout 76 uh, situation. 
that, that look at the book as they go. What did No Man's Sky do? Let's call Sean Murray up. Hey, what did you do here to, uh, well, we just put, we made a game and we finished it and then we released it for free. Wait, 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 slow down. You made a game and then you released it for free? How did you make money? Well, we already made the money because we charged $60 for a half game when we, we launched. So now we're just filling it in. Oh, so you mean we can't make any money from this again? Well, no, if you want to sell Anthem again, you probably shouldn't charge for it, right? But what they'll do is I bet you EA. I bet you EA will charge again. You, you think EA will charge? Well, obviously, if, if, you never, if you didn't own Anthem, you're going to buy it, and then you would have to get charged. But if you own Anthem, you're, no, you're going to get a free update. I'm telling you, if they charge 15, for it, 15 no bucks. Way. They're going to no do something, way. bro. They're going to do something. No way. They, they, can't, they can't do it, bro. They cannot hand over something for free that someone was already supposed right. to get. They can't do it. Right. It's like reluctant. It's like EA comes in and is like, here's Anthem. They're like, they can't do it. They're like, just give it. Oh, okay, thank you. Oh, man, we just gave that away for free. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, right, Brain? Right, Like a $10 or $15 paywall, right? It'll be something. It'll be something. Redo Anthem. They'll have to update the majority of the new content. will be behind a paywall. Mm, I don't think Nobody, so. I think, nobody's no, letting that shit slide. I'll do, nope. I'll, I think they'll do exactly what they did with Battlefront, which is a good segue. Battlefront, right now, you can purchase Battlefront 2 with all the things unlocked and everything, and you pay like 25 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever it is, right? So if you've never owned it before, after two and a half years, you'll get all the stuff unlocked, and basically you're, you're started day one, okay? They could do something like that. I don't think they're going to charge. I think they can't charge for at least the next update, at least the first update. Which then means they can put a little bit in just to get enough people back and then start charging again. New armor for the Javelin. Whatever they do, I think, Fox, they have to give it away. They have to give it away. They can't charge for Anthem. Anthem is literally a pile of shit, right? And I don't care if people are like, wow, it's so fun. It's really a good game. It's fun. That's great. You're having fun, okay? It's a pile of shit. You can have fun with a pile of shit, but you're not charging for that pile of shit. That pile of shit is a pile of shit. So you have to wait until they fix it. All right. So let's speaking of EA and Battlefield and Battlefront. We talked a little bit about Battlefield and Battlefront last week. Sarge, you read you you saw a video about numbers about Battlefield. Yeah. So if anyone's interested in actual the real numbers behind Battlefield Five and why they dumped it like a big pile of crap. All right. The the guy's name is, is this a different get, pile of crap than Anthem? This is a separate get, pile of crap. But yeah, the guy's on YouTube. The guy's name is Get Good Guy. He did a video back on May sixth of this year, and he goes through the actual statistics of player numbers and what happened over the course of Battlefields five, from the time it came out to the time right now where they just dropped it. Okay. So if anyone's interested, go take a look at his video. I thought the numbers were amazing. Let me see. If uh, I can bring and it up and, and it gets to a point where you know when they drop a game, when they say they're, they're done, so they're done separating it. We're talking about only thousands of people playing a game, and they just said, "Screw it, we can't recover it," and they just dropped it. It's it was sad. It's very sad. But at least we got the real numbers. At least you got the numbers now, so you know what the hell was going on. But if you guys are interested, get good guy on YouTube. Here's here's. Put this in your bookmark, guys. There it is. There's the there's the link for the for the actual video. 
Oh, can I just say, I hate the new thing on YouTube when you pop a video up. It says, do you want to watch four videos, or four advertisements now, or do you want to watch it during the video? It's like, I don't care. I just want to skip it. Either way, what, what makes it faster? Skip, skip, skip. But now if you do it before, you skip, and then another screen pops up. It's a still. Then you have to hit OK. Then another advertisement comes up. You hit skip, and then it's OK. So you have to hit more buttons. Just let it play for the throughout the video. And they move the comments. And fucking yeah, I, I don't I don't understand what's going on with YouTube. I do, but it's another, another story. Slowly and slowly, Buck, the corporations are taking over, man. That's why YouTube is not about so, the people anymore. So, That's why. So basically the battlefield battlefront. Okay. So battlefront, we're gonna play that tonight. After the after the show, we're gonna play Star Wars Battlefront tonight. We're gonna take a break from from trucking because I'm I'm a little furious with the game. I can't play the game because I keep falling through bridges, but it's a whole other story. Okay, but we're going to play Battlefront. Battlefront right now, I want to talk about season passes, right? I didn't even bring this up. To Battle start. pass, season pass, whichever one you want to talk about. Season pass, season pass, right? Paying for a game up front and then waiting a year, two years, three years to get the, the final product, okay? Is a crock of shit. Yeah, so Star Wars Battlefront back in the day in 2015 was... To this day, it's still one of the best-looking... Like, the Star Wars, you could hate it or whatever, but it's probably one of the prettiest games that's out today. The 2015 one and the 2017 one. Okay? When the 2015 came out, it was gorgeous. They sold the name and the graphics. It was a shell of a game. Didn't say I didn't have fun in it. I played it about 100 hours or a little bit more than that, but the game looked great. The, the areas that they built in the game look great, but there was no uh, there was no single player gameplay. There was no campaign. There was no galactic conquest. None of that. None of that. It was a show of a game. It was sold on the name and the graphics. 2017 came out. Battlefront 2 basically was the scraps that were left over from Battlefield 1 or Battlefront 1. Okay, so Battlefront 2 comes out, and now they have campaign. They have somewhat of a galactic conquest but not really there's still no galactic conquest but now there's a co-op there's multiplayer there's single player there's a whole bunch of different game modes and stuff that you can play with it right i thought the game was fun when it came out and obviously the debacle of the of the microtransactions of 2017 everyone always says at launch it was like that they actually didn't launch it it got caught before it launched, and when it launched, it was the game that it still is today with no microtransactions and stuff like that. Anyway, right now, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is probably one of the better games on the market, but it came out in 2017, okay? No Man's Sky came out in 2016. Right now, No Man's Sky is a pretty damn good game, but we're in 2020, okay? That took four years. Battlefront took two and a half years. The new game, it just came out, the trucking game, okay? I'm having a blast this game. Right? I have like 50 hours in the game already. I'm going through. They have a season pass. I was about to buy the season pass. And then my truck fell through the bridge. And I compared it to the Fallout 76 uh, armor glitch. I was like, well, this is fucking broke. Because now the whole point of the game is to do jobs, get your bridges open, so you can go across to do other jobs. Sometimes you have to go across three, four fucking maps. And then I get across the bridge and I lose my whole my whole truck trailer gear on it. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's an, it's an unfinished game. It's broke. It's buggy. Okay. It's, it's terrible. Okay. What's up Gator? 
It, it, it's terrible. And this all goes back. I know it's, it's separate games, okay? But No Man's Sky, I paid full price in 2016. I'm now enjoying myself in No Man's Sky in 2020. Battlefront, I, I won. I played, I, I bought in 2015. And then you had to buy, remember, the season pass for that one was 50 bucks. Okay? On top of the $60 that you already said, that's $110 you had to pay for the shell of a game that came out one year later. By the end of the full year of Battlefront 1, you finally had like Scarif and the, and the Death Star and all this stuff, which was crazy. Battlefront 2, you didn't have to pay anything for the for the updates, but you paid $60 or $70 or $80 for your limited edition or deluxe edition or whatever, but you finally got it now, right? And it's over because they're done supporting it. So you paid $60, $70, $80 two, two and a half years ago, and you finally got your money's worth as far as what you paid for. Once, for the, once the player numbers are down, once other people are playing different games, and you don't get the full experience when you play it because the game wasn't finished when you were playing it. Right. That's that's the issue. That's the issue. Right. <clears throat> so especially especially a game like that and Battlefield is the same way. The game has to come out and be done when it comes out because the highest player numbers that are going to be is going to be right then. For the 3 months or 6 months when the game first comes out is when everybody's playing it, everyone's getting involved, everyone's trying to level up their characters and it makes the game more exciting. If I have to wait <laughs> 3 years before the game's fully out, you just get player numbers keep dropping. You don't get as many options inside the game. The the, the, the lobbies don't fill up. You, can't, you run into all these other problems because people don't want to play a game that's half-assed. Right. I want the full game out. Right. Well, here here's the thing, Yurok. For You don't have to buy the main actors. Like, you're not getting James Earl Jones to voice over Darth Vader in a video game. It's not his voice. It's someone else making the voice. Hell, I don't care if you get dick pick Tom that makes the genitalia for for a company to put a microphone in front of his face and go, oh, I'm not your father, and they fucking transmit. I don't care, okay? It doesn't have to cost a billion dollars to make a voice line, right? There's actors and other people. The way it works in the industry, I can tell you right now, because I worked in the industry, they're like, hey, Sarge, you want to do some voiceover acting? And you're like, well... Can you get my uh, day rate? What's your day rate? Hundred grand. Nope. And they're like, all right. All right. Hey, uh, Tom, what do you do? I make dick pics for uh, for genitalia for horses. What's your day rate? Two hundred bucks in a case of beer. Great. You're hired. That's that's how it works. Okay. And if you're too if you're if you're too expensive, they get rid of you. Look at Destiny. They got rid of Dinklebot and they brought in uh, North Nolan. Right. They brought Nolan. in Nolan North. North. Probably. Probably combined them in. They're like, hey, if you do this one, can you do our next game for half price? They're like, yeah, sure, why not? Right? That that's what they do. So I'm just I'm just fed up. Right. And I think that me and Sarge are the only two that are fed up with, with these unfinished games. Okay, because here's a segue. Activision. Okay. Activision. I don't the, think I'm ready for this, bro. This, I read this I read this article. I'm still fucking mad. This this infuriates me. Okay. Because remember Activision at the end of last year. Okay. Right. They had the best year ever. 2018. They fired, they, 2018, they, fired, they had the best year ever. They fired 800 people. Right. 2019, they fired 800 people. Yep. They, they fucked up that debacle with the with the Chinese government and stuff like yep. that, right? Yep. They yep. What else did they do? Oh, Diablo, right? They fuck up with Diablo shit, at the shit, end of 2018. Shit right? Yep. Shit the bed on that. You don't have phones. You don't have phones. The whole last year was Activision's corona, okay? Like, basically, that's what happened. This year... Okay, 
So in this time last year, in quarter one of 2019, they made 756, I think it's 756 million. Let me, let me look at the, the number. I don't want to tell you. 794 million. 794 million in 2019 in quarter one. Okay. Here we are in 2020 after the worst year of publicizing and people are like, fuck Activision, the, the, the Forge thing and Diablo thing and the, the, the government thing and all the stuff. They made $956 million, just short of a billion dollars in one quarter. Not in digital sales of like games, of micro transactions from these games. Are you ready? Call of Duty Warzone, which is a free a free game. Okay. You have uh, Overwatch. You have Candy Crush. Okay, so Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Candy Crush, and uh, and Call of Duty, right? Those four games, four games, four games, $956 million in micro transactions. Now, there's a discrepancy here because the gamers are upset and mad at Activision, and they're like, Fuck Activision. I'm never going to buy their game again. Ooh, Warzone. Oh, it's free. Right? And they start playing, and they're like, I'm never going to do this again. Ooh, microtransaction, a red dot, $1. Right? Like, how fucked up is this that they can make almost a billion dollars in three months, yet everyone hates them? How? How? I can't get mad at them anymore. I can't get mad at Activision anymore. My blame now is on the community of gamers. There, there is no hope. We'll never, ever get out of this, Sarge. We're no, we're just, not. We're just going to have to eat that fucking cherry cough medicine for the rest of our lives. You know what cough medicine I'm talking about. You're like, oh, God, this fucking tastes terrible. That's what's happening right now in the gaming industry, right? They, they, there, there's, no, there's no motivation to release a complete game when I can make 10 times the amount of money from microtransactions or loot boxes during the course of the game and then just make updates. I don't have any pressure. There's zero pressure to make a complete game. They don't have to. Right. Right? Because apparently gamers are heroin addicts. Because if they don't get the game when it first comes out, or they don't get the game immediately, and they don't play it regardless, doesn't matter if it's right, wrong, broke, doesn't matter. They have to have it. Right? That's the mentality. And they know it. And they know it. So it doesn't matter anymore. This is the issue. The issue is there is zero pressure to make a complete game. Because no matter what, the slice of the pie is big enough that the percentage of people who will buy into the game at the, at the initial offering is enough to feed the meter. That's it. That's it. Now, there are some companies. Yes, they are. They're making a complete game when they release a complete yeah, game. And they, and they make it known. They make it known. But that is not how it goes anymore. Okay? That's just not how it goes anymore. Right? You can't tell me in the middle of all this that they stopped Battlefront 2, they stopped Battlefield 2, and they're going to work all hands on deck Battlefield for a 5. game for a game that's coming out next fall. One year? You guys are going to make a badass Battlefield game in one year? Really? Well, how fast does it take? How fast does it take to make one of these games, I think? Well, it's, it takes about 2 years. They they usually have two teams working on it as as they Hey, go. listen, man. Listen, it's gaming as we knew it as we grew up is over. When I read this article of 956 million, it's just like Bungie making 300 and what was it? 376 million dollars in one quarter. 
for microtransactions in the Eververse store for, for one quarter for three months. I was like, it took them $500 million to make the game. The game cost $500 million for 10 years. They made $367 million in one quarter. These guys made $956 million in, in one quarter for off of four games. Exactly. Exactly. But they got to keep their lights on. Sarge, they have to keep their lights on. They have to. I'm not mad at the companies. I'm really not. After I read this number from Activision, from the people hating Activision and Blizzard, they're like, Blizzard and Activision can suck my dick, right? And they're all mad and all these people. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Vocal minority. Vocal yep. minority. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. It's it's so it's so sad. I read the article and I went, this is the day I read this. I went, this is the day that video games die. I don't care if a God of War comes out or like a Spider-Man comes out. You could have three or four or five games come out that are just amazing. But when you have 80% of your games that are unfinished, bullshit games that you're waiting three years, four years, Warzone might be a fun game. It's not a full game. Fortnite might be a fun game. It's not a full game. They found their market. doesn't matter. They right? found their market. It's constantly... Activision saw what Fortnite or Epic was doing with Fortnite and said, we can do the exact same thing. Never, ever finish a game and make billions off of it. And they're like, well, sign us up. Where are we going? Right? Well, first we're going to make Diablo on mobile. Right. Oh, that's not even including mobile. That's not including right. the mobile versions. Right. right. Diablo mobile, that's that's definitely going to be in that wheelhouse. And so where, where's the... Where's the, where's the pressure right you had it beforehand you had to make a good game in order to stay alive that was the whole thing right the motivation was if we don't make a good product we might have to shut down well we took that whole part that whole part of the equation completely out yeah it doesn't matter the state or the game that you release at day one means absolutely nothing we still collect the check we're getting the money doesn't matter and then doesn't matter then they're making these games with the billions of dollars that they're making and they throw it back into a game, but they're not throwing that much money back into these games. They're still, I mean, I understand how business works. They're trying to use that money as little as possible to make the next greatest, the best game. But God damn, dude, it's, it, this is just, this is, this has gone off the deep end. Let's just triple that, right? That's, that's, or, or quadruple it every quarter. That means it's $4 billion a year if just microtransactions. Yes. And it's not and because of, that's, it's That's not because not, of COVID. It's not because of COVID. This no, is, it's not. This is just what they're making out the microtransactions. COVID, games. COVID probably helped them because they're not doing anything else anyway. I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't anymore. I love playing games. I'll pl I'll play like I'm playing the trucking game. Let me show you this clip, Sarge. This is this is a couple of clips of 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 me losing my mind. Okay. Let me let me bring up this clip. This is here's here's a clip right here. Okay, I'm driving down. This is the very first night it happened. It's like I had foresight. Did your trailer just fall through the bridge? Yeah, it fell through the bridge. Okay. Look at look at me. I'm like All right, breathe. Breathe. 
This is on Xbox. Okay, that's that's I'm the proud. first one. Here, here, what were you gonna say? No, no, I'm gonna stay quiet. Here's the second one. All right, here's 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 the second clip. This happened yesterday. Oh look, it's just going through the bottom here. Bridges are hard. Everything's fine, guys. Nothing, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Uh, yeah, I'm going real slow, Tweak. I don't want to. I mean, I don't even need the stuff on the back. I don't want to lose the trailer. It just glitched through the bridge, right? Yeah. It the 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 trailer. The point of the game is to deliver goods bridges across bridges, and yet my trailer doesn't bridges see the bridges fine. there. Nope. Nope. I can't. That's bad coding. And this. And now this game doesn't have microtransactions, mind you. Come on. Okay. So I get it. But, but the game still broke. Yeah. The game released. Come on. And this is happening. Right? And people are like, well, it didn't happen in my game. Well, I guess it doesn't have a bit. I guess it's not a problem then. Yes. Right? <laughs> that should not fucking happen. <laughs> that, that's, that's like saying that, you, you know, only one out of five people turn on their hair dryer and get electrocuted. It didn't happen to me. Hair dryer is fine. Everybody else turns on the hair dryer, gets electrocuted. Wasn't me. Right. Everything's fine. Right. Right. That there, there's no when there's listen when you take it out of the equation, it's it's very it's a very serious thing that no one really cares because all they want is instant gratification. I want my fun. I want my food. I want my sex. I want my whatever it is you want. You want it right then and there. Gaming falls into the same category. I want what I want when I want it. Okay. As long as it works, generally speaking, I guess it's okay. Doesn't matter that it's broke. It doesn't matter that it's broke. And then once you take that out of the equation for gaming, it doesn't matter what they release. And and that makes me sad. It doesn't matter anymore. I would rather I would rather wait until the game is five years old after it came out before I know the game was finished and then pay twenty bucks for it. Yeah. yeah. Now, at least now I got the games, I got my money's worth, and I didn't have to go through all the traumatic or 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 forms I have to go through of everyone yelling how broke the game is. Game's broke. Here's the best part. That first clip that you saw when I fell through it and I went, I hope I don't fall through the, the, the glitch of the bridge. There was a smaller bridge that was like this far off the off the ground. So when the truck fell through, it didn't really have a problem because it was only like two feet above the ground. That's literally like 19 feet above the ground. So when the trailer goes, it's like, oh. okay. Now, before that fell through the bridge, here's what I had to do to get there. Okay. There's four maps. Okay. I started on map two. And I had to go pick up something on map one. Now, if you guys watch me on this game, the trucks are not the fastest. You're going over mud and hills and stuff. It takes it takes good time to get back. So I had to go from map two to map one. Pick up the stuff. Go back to map two. Go through map two. Go to map three. Go all the way through map three. Go to map four. Go all the way through map four. And that bridge is literally 100 yards away from the destination I needed to get to. It took me three hours because my truck originally flipped over and I had to go back to get some gear to pick it up again because I had to get the crane over there. And I was like, I can't do that. So I'm just going to get another truck to go grab the gear to go back. It took me three hours. So when I did this, my insides, I was like, I'm about to fucking scream, but it's three o'clock in the morning. Okay. And everyone in my house is sleeping. And I just stood up and I was like, I blame Grunt, which happened to be a guy in the in the in the channel because he was just bullshitting with me, right? I was like, that right there should not fucking happen. That shouldn't happen. Code your game. The game is 
you haul shit from point A to point B, and before I can get to point B, I have to build a bridge. So the bridge needs to detect the thing that I'm grabbing to bring over so I can go on to the next, the next thing, right? And that doesn't work. Your game is broke. I love the game. I love the game. I'm having a blast at the game. Best viewership I've ever had on Mixer. I'm averaging 30 to 50 people, okay, watching me play a trucking game. I watch other people. doesn't happen. It happened to one other streamer, and he was like, what the fuck? He literally just shut it off. It happened, and he just shut the game off. That shit like that is what causes people to be like, no, the game's shit. You could have 100 things or 99 things perfect with that game. But when you have a mechanic like that that breaks it, it's Fallout 76 armor glitch. That's what it is. I can't interact with anything. So now when I play the game, I can't go over bridges. I can't go over bridges. With a trailer, I can't go over bridges. So I have to find a different way around, which is way out of the way. Okay? Or I have to use a, a flatbed truck. Well, the more maps you go in, the harder the stuff gets. You need to get like five or six or seven materials. So now what I'm doing is I'm stacking things on top of a small cart, which you're not supposed to do. So I have like four, but it's only supposed to be two, stacked on top. And I have the crane smashed on top to hold it in place as I'm going over something. And every time I come up to a bridge, I'm like, oh, please don't go through the bridge. Right? This should not happen in a game where I shouldn't be sweating bullets going, okay, it took me an hour and a half to get here. Okay, I'm going across the bridge. Oh, I'm gonna make it. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm having a heart attack trying to trying to go across the thing. That's not enjoyable. Okay, I, I'm doing what your game is doing. I'm I'm playing the game as it's supposed to play, but yet your game's fucking a trolling. It's trolling me at this point. Okay, working as intended. Right, sixteen times the graphics. Working as intended. <laughs> but but it but it worked at my house. So what's the problem? If it is your if it is a I I posted on the forums. <laughs> I put it on on. They haven't responded. I tagged them. I tagged the game in Twitter. They had to see it. It had to pull up in their in their feed. Okay, so you you mentioned someone. It shows up in their thing. If they don't fix it, they say they're fixing it. Fine. It shouldn't be in the game to begin with because that's the main point of the game to get across the actual bridge. You have to build the bridge to move on over to the next thing. That's foundation number one in the game. Build bridge, move across bridge, continue to the next section. And that's and that's glitched out. If I'm the only person in America that it's happening to, it's still broke, it's still happening, they need to fix it. So I'm giving them credit. I'm work I'm doing a workaround. I'm I'm a pretty lean guy. I'm not I'm getting I'm I'm getting frustrated because it's a podcast and I'm animated and I'm trying to get across how long it took me to get to that fucking thing. Right? So there's 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 that. Just games in general. There's just Things that happen, you're like, we're in this mentality. When when a glitch like that happens, we're like, that's eh, no big deal. I'll just I'll, no big I'll deal. Again. Right. right, it's no big deal. Fallout has bugs. Uh, this has bugs. This is it's just normal. No, no, it's not normal. Right. If I use if I use a stove and my stove catches on fire every time I turn the burner on, okay, like just big flames. Oops, sorry, just shooting out of the fucking thing. It's not working as intended. Right, that's broke. You have to fix it. Right, that's that's the problem. Video games now. We're just accustomed to, eh, that's just normal. Just the normal thing. I laughed. I laughed about it. But when it happens the second and third and fourth time, it's not laughing anymore. I'm not laughing anymore. Now it's just I'm done playing your game until it gets fixed. 
And when that is, who knows? But it doesn't. But doesn't matter anymore, bro. They 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 found they found the formula. How many people need to buy it? How many people need to stay involved in it? They found the formula. If you're making nine hundred million a quarter on four games that have been out, right? It doesn't matter anymore. Flamethrower. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Uh, the the twab. I was gonna bring up some Destiny. Let's uh let's let's bring up some Destiny, shall we? We have four, 50 minutes left. That should cover the rest of the, the show. <laughs> Hey, there's still other topics I want to talk about. Hold on one second. I got to turn on my air. I'm, I'm dying over here. Urok, I think the, I think he I think there were a couple other people that actually put it on there for the for the company to know. But you know, it's it, it's just disappointing. That's all. I mean, you're supposed to just let it let it happen. But I, that's that's the part that gets me, man. It just I'm not I'm not. I'm a gamer, and I'm not excited about any game that's coming out until a week after the game comes out, so I can see what it is, what's going on. Like, there's no more, there's no more happiness leading up to a game because it's a 50-50 shot, right? That that it works. I'm so excited for the Marvel game, but yet it's like approaching the bridge. I just sit back on the bridge and I'm like, is this gonna work? Right? That's that's basically what it is. Well, let's 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 use let's use the the corporate mentality. If the if the Marvel game releases, and it's half as good, half half as good as Destiny, Destiny's gonna have a problem. But if it comes out and it's half as good as Anthem, <laughs> but then <laughs> Destiny's half, fine. Half, half as good as Anthem, then Destiny be all right. But if it's <laughs> if it's half as good as Destiny, then Destiny might have a problem. They might actually have to make content because. They're going to lose the population, right? Because people want to try something new. Buck, you're you're right. When a game gets announced, like for instance, a game gets announced at E3, you're seeing it next year, right? right. One full year, and then after it comes out, one full year, you still got to wait about a month after that to make sure that the game's good. And then after the one month, right before you buy, you got to make sure that the day one patch fixed the shit that they didn't fix in the game that was supposed to be fixed when it came out on day one. So technically, when you see a game. On E3 or an Xbox or Jeff Keighley's Summerfest or anything, go, I'll buy that two years from now. Because by I that feel, time... I feel nothing anymore. Right. I feel nothing <laughs> I'm anymore. Dead it's inside. sad. I'm, I'm dead, dead inside. inside. It, it could be a game. They could tell me right now, here it comes, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Six, And then I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> it comes when? out in 2022. I'll buy it in 2024, right? Yeah. I'll see you, yeah. you, know, yeah. I'll see you, I'll see you on discount. Is. I'll see you on discount. I mean... Not worth it. I thought for sure I was going to buy Borderlands 3. And now, I I don't even care. Urok, Urok, you want to mark down this day right now. I'm glad you brought it up because we already talked about it once before. We we both guarantee you that KOTOR remaster will be out before another Star Wars game comes out. Absolutely. I I, I say they're going to... Absolutely. They will remaster that game before another Star Wars game comes out. I think we talked about it. We talked about it, like, I think about... Four or five episodes ago, I wrote it down. Hold on, I think we said a remake. Let me see. Um, I think I talked about La Dice with uh, what's his name doing it. Duplass, I can't, I can't explain to you the pure joy yeah, right here. we had when we were playing right Borderlands here. Episode, Two when it first came out. Episode uh, Generation X Gaming Episode Two Hundred Two. We talked about respawn. We'll make a new Kotor. Is yeah. our prediction? Yeah. yeah. We, 
believe us. They have they have zero ideas, man. They have zero ideas. They have to have something new in the pipeline. Well, the new stuff is remasters and remakes. That's it. Guaranteed. All right. Let's talk about uh, Bungie's TWAB here. Okay. Rewards and Absolutely. Destiny. Hey, everyone. This is how I feel like uh, they talk. Hey, everyone. This week's update is going to be looking at some changes coming from Destiny 2's rewards. As you know, rewards for your character come from a variety of places. Playlists where you find random folks to play with, aspirational activities like raids and trials and dungeons, where you're from up the fire team, and even the Eververse, where you sling some silver or bright dust back at us and the items you want. However, in today's Destiny 2, the balance of the game's rewards is not where we want it to be. Okay? <laughs> to be blunt, there isn't enough pursuit on the, on the world. We're going to fix it. Sure you are. Because you've been saying that for like fucking five years. All of this and more is planned in Destiny 2 Year 4. Which we really mean Destiny 3 that we pushed back two years. Okay, vanity and accessories, ships, ghosts, and sparrow changes. We will be adding transmog uh, uh, features to Destiny 2. This will allow players to turn their armor and universal ornaments. We plan to allow players to do this with in-game effort or silver. The feature is is early development and is expanded sometime during year four. What did we just say before I read this? Whenever something comes out, a year after. So sometime in year four, that means year five, you'll be okay, whatever they're doing, because they're going to change it again. Each season will deliver... Oh, hold on. <clears throat> Each season will deliver aspirational pursuit of armor, and we haven't done it consistently in Destiny 2. This armor will come from activities, not the season pass or Eververse, as an example, we removed the Eververse armor from Season 11 and itemized it into the aspirational activity because that's the right thing to do for the game. Is it? Is it, Bungie? What, what year are we in? 2020. Oh, wait, I'm on a second hand. I'm on a second hand, and now they feel it's the right thing to do. World premiere, right here. My middle finger to you, okay? World, world premiere. Okay, we're improving the rewards and aspirational activities like raids, trials, and dungeons. Going forward, aspirational activities will reward players with power items and vanity. You mean like Destiny 1? When we build the aspirational activity, it will have at least one accessory to pursue. Wow. The team is working on adept weapons for Trials of Osiris. Trials will get new armor, a.k.a. not reprisals. Accessories and weapons in Season 13, Trials will get new armor every year. <laughs> Thanks, Bucca. Hey. Destiny's next raid will have brand new armor, weapons, exotic accessories, and pursuits. No spoilers. Here's a spoiler for you. There it is. Right. Telling, listen, telling me that the raid's going to have new shit like it's supposed to have, like like every raid should have had every time it came out, like it's, it's not an actual announcement, right? You're not announcing something to me. The raid is supposed to have treasure that's a gear set or something else that that's the whole point of doing the actual activity but, but wait wait sarge there's more i can't wait go ahead beginning in season 12 we no longer will be selling ships ghost shells or sparrows or armor ornaments in eververse that visually based on themes and aspirational activities we're not planning on ch uh, changing existing items as that this time we could spending on itemizing the future core playlist reward changes of strikes game gambit and crucible we're adding new sets of armor for core playlists like Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible. This armor shares a set of new geometry with details, or I'm sorry, decals and shaders specific to the activity. We will create new sets 
like this each year, e.g. year four and year five and year six and tugging my dick, and this set will arrive alongside the next expansions. Starting in season 12, we're adding a new pursuit of weapons each season. Okay, this weapon can be earned by playing your preferred core playlist. Wow. This weapon will have activities, specific legendary skins that can be unlocked in each playlist. Holy shit. We will be no longer be selling new legendary weapon ornaments in the Eververse. Motherfucker. Holy <laughs> shit. What a concept. Dustin Engrams. We're making it easier for you to earn bright dust. We'll be moving away from character-specific ways to earn Bright Dust and more towards the account-specific paths. This change is geared towards giving one character player significant more Bright Dust than they earn today. Meaning if you earn, like, five, you'll earn seven. Okay? We're updating the Bright Dust engram to be more relevant. And in today, if you earn Bright Dust engram in Season Pass, we'll be updating to include various Year 3 Eververse items previously sold for the Silver and Bright Dust. And going forward, th there's more. The Bright Engram will update each season to include Eververse items from three-plus seasons prior because we can't put anything else in the game because everything else in the game is running out of space. But yet here we are putting more stuff in the game for you to play. <laughs> On behalf of all of us at Bungie, we hope you and yours are safe as well. Okay. So that's the uh, the twelve. Here's the here's the here's the here's the question I have, right? So when Destiny Two first came out, first came out at the end of at the end of the game, end of the story, they showed the pyramid ships activating. Okay, it's now been two years later, and there's still no follow up on the pyramid ships that were activated. Okay, so what when 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 does it progress? When is it okay to actually start a chapter, end a chapter, and move on to the next chapter? When? Right. I don't get it, man. <clears throat> I don't get it. All right, so... Hold on a second. I got indigestion from reading like that, because that's what Bungie does but that's, to me. But that's how it, that's how it reads, though. They want, that's how the guy reads it. Yeah, that's... that's... It's, it's, very, it's very uplifting and energetic. It makes you feel like, hey, we're doing something. And then you, you, you question your own life, and you're like... You guys haven't done much, and you continue not to do much. Here, you here, tell me you're going to do something, but you really don't do much. I, I talked about this. Here, here's, here's the people, and from now on, these are the same people that gave Activision $956 million, right? Yes. These are the same people that on the other podcast that I'm on, the Rage's Roundtable on Monday nights, 8.30 p.m. on St. Nerd Rage, okay, with Paul Tassi and Clintus and, and Lono, who – I swear to God, if I go back, I love being on the show, and I love being the guy that's the oddball out because I've been talking this shit for four years on that podcast, and here we are in a twab basically saying the shit that I've been saying for four years, and for four years I've been getting shit on, and I love every single minute of it, right, because I know I'm right, okay? And now they're coming out, oh, inspirational. You're going to earn stuff by playing the effing game, Okay. I love it. Oh, did you like my comment on that one guy that says, this guy? I love when they insult me. This bald guy thinks he's got all the answers. Right? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Was the question that Lono asked me was, uh, Mike, Destiny's in a perfect place. Do you agree? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that being the fucking answer for the question. Right? The, the actual question was, Mike, we've been talking about this for four years. How would you fix it? 
Okay? I remember that being the question, and hell, I get the answer. That's why you get my answer. If you don't like listening to the podcast, one, I don't know why you're here. Two, I don't know why you're listening to that. Just mute me. When you see my mouth flapping, just mute it. And then when you see my mouth stop flapping, unmute it. Right? That's all. That's all. Okay, so here's Bungie will launch. Here it is. Another article. Bungie will launch other franchises and totally transform Destiny by 2025, the CEO says. Okay. Destiny 2, shout out to 2025, I can't wait. Yeah. Here we go. What 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 the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> we'll be the first major Destiny expansion since Bungie's split with Activision. So this October will be an important time for the studio. Because this is where we're stopped tugging each other's Okay, anyway. Interview with IGN Bungie CEO Pete Parsons said that Shadowkeep is just the start of the studio's ambitious plans as the independent studio as a greater entertainment company. Now I'm being very sarcastic here. Now I love Destiny, obviously. I love to hate Destiny. I've given Destiny five years of my life, almost six. I don't play it as much as everybody else, okay? But I do love Destiny. I want Luke Smith to revive this fucking thing. People don't have faith in Luke Smith, and I do. And I know it's going to work. Because he's, he's a gamer. Right. And I know it's going to work because I believe in him, and he's the same type of gamer as me. When I met Luke Smith four years ago, okay? Four years ago? Might have been five years ago. At DestinyCon, I talked to him after, okay? He's a really cool dude. He's a gamer, man. He knows what he's doing. I was very happy to hear that he got the promotion that he got, and he's in charge. I also was sad that Noseworthy is his partner because he's the one dragging Luke Smith down into the, into the fucking pits of death, okay? <laughs> Noseworthy doesn't even know his fucking elbow from his hand. Warlocks are just really hard. I was confused with all these things. It's an RPG, you stupid shit. <laughs> Like, read. Put it together. It's too many bubbles. I didn't know what to do. And you could see Luke Smith in the interview looking at him going, like, it's giving him a smirk like you're an idiot. Yeah, we, we, dummy, we dummy-nized it for him. You're welcome, Internet. Okay? So by 2025, Parsons says that Bungie wants to establish itself as one of the world's best entertainment companies. You already did that with Halo. Just to let you know. Okay, Destiny, the studio's 10-pole franchise, will naturally be a big part of its growth. Moreover, Parson comments echo of Destiny 2's Year 3 vid doc, in which countless designers outline the unite and involving Destiny purposeful build as an action MMO. We feel, I'm sorry, this is quote. Is that, what is, is that the new term now, action MMO? Yeah. Okay. So, quote, we feel really confident about our ability to transform Destiny's business, unquote, Parson says. Quote, and I think people are seeing it that in this year three vid doc and our ability to bring in the marketplace globally and we'll still have tons of work to do and at the front. Yeah, no shit. If it, let's see if it took you six years to get to this point and you Plus broke the five you worked you, on it. You, you broke up with Activision in end of 2000. So you had 2019, 2020, 2021. That's a decent game. 22, 23. That's a good game. 24, 25. That's a great game. So if you come out, if you come out with a great game by then, I'm good, right, Buck? That that's what. But see, here's here's where here's where the timetable needs to settle in on most people's ideas on how games work, right? So it is my belief that currently in the works, there are companies out there that are working on software programs to help developers uh, create uh, the actual pieces of the game quicker. 
it's not it, because of the graphic intensity and what happens now and the and the 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 visual stresses on the hardware what the game can actually do now like look at the like for example look at division two when you're running around right look how much stuff is on the screen all the detail all the stuff on the ground the little boxes the thing like just just the sheer amount of detail that it makes you immersed into the game at this point it takes three to five to make a proper triple a title to make a game three, three, to, three five to five at this caliber triple a triple right that's under current working conditions the the Companies cannot sustain making games on this timetable and stay liquid without the use of microtransactions and or loot boxes into some of the games to float them until the next quarter or the next year because it takes too long to create an actual product. So the studio has to either be big enough to where you're working on multiple projects and you're releasing something every other year or you have microtransactions in your game in order to float you as you're creating the next game. So it's my belief that currently, right now, we're not going to hear about it right away, but currently right now there are people working on ways to improve the speed of how guys are creating games. Because otherwise, this is unsustainable. Because eventually it's going to be, well, you, you don't see a game for almost a decade. Like, <clears throat> you're a kid, and now you're married with three kids. Like, before your other game came out. Like, that's mental. That is mental. You cannot wait that long for a game. Stuff has to happen. Stuff well, has to I'm happen. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen now, right? Because it was official without being official. <clears throat> During the Xbox show, they showed a whole bunch of companies they were working with, and Bungie was one of them, meaning that they're bringing, obviously, Destiny over to the next console, okay? Which we all knew, but now it's official. Now, we don't know if it's going to be 60 frames. We don't know if it's going to be 120 frames. We don't even know if they have enough room. Now, the reason they're making these changes right now, and I'm telling you this is exactly it. They'll never say it, but trust me, this is why they all of a sudden can put the stuff in the game. Consoles are coming out at the end of this year, right? The expansion that they're, whatever they're coming out with, there's going to be an expansion. There's always an expansion coming out in September, okay? Do not waste your money if you don't hear that it's going to be buy it here, get it free over there. Okay, just wait to get Destiny. If you're going to buy a new system, especially on the Xbox, okay, just wait for it to come out and then buy Destiny 2 Year 4, whatever it is, once you buy the new system, right? Because the problem is going to happen where... The same thing's going to happen. Same exact the thing same from 360 to the 1 and the PlayStation 3 to the PlayStation 4. You're going to play it and you're going to have to buy it again. You're going to have to buy it for the 360 like you did and then you have to buy it for the one now you bought it for the one and then you're gonna have to buy it again for the series x unless they say which they haven't said yet okay if if it's smart smart delivery okay once it comes out for the season one year one year by the time the stuff they want to add from this september of 2020 to september of 2021 say goodbye to xbox one okay because it will no longer be able to run what they're trying to do, and they're going to tell you they have to get rid of the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, okay? Because it's not going to run on the new system because there's going to be so much stuff that's happening, okay? Uh, I'm wondering if Outriders will pull people away from Destiny. Any game can pull anything from Destiny, but they don't. They don't because even as shitty 
okay, as Destiny has been in the past. Now, it's not a shitty game. Just saying shitty moments, okay? Any game that comes out, everyone's like, oh, it's a Destiny killer. It's not a Destiny killer. People would die, okay, for the amount of people that play this game daily. Now, it's, it's across three platforms, obviously, okay? It's over a million people. It's like a million point eight, okay? Battlefield was struggling to get 9,000 people to play Battlefield Five. Okay, that was on PC, <laughs> right? 9,000 people, and, and that was a successful game, okay? So that's, that's the thing. If they can get, and, and Destiny knows, there's no game like it. They're the only game out there like themselves. Division's not like Destiny. Anthem's not like Destiny. Warcraft's not like Destiny. Destiny's Destiny, right? And I've always said in the past, the only thing that can kill Destiny is Destiny itself, Okay, even if Marvels comes out and it's super good, it's still not competing with Destiny. All games compete for time, right? Just like all TV shows and all streamers are competing for your time, right? Like we're not in competition, but there's a thousand people streaming on Mixer right now. And you guys, the 13 people are watching me. I'm winning your time right now, right? That's that's just it. Okay, so video games works the same way. TV shows works the same way. It's not going to kill it. Right? They're still going to exist in the, in the realm of, of, of games. But is the game going to be worth it? And honestly, I think this year and next year is going to be a really hard time. I think September's DLC will be good. Shadowkeep was good. Forsaken was good. It's the time between the years that is just bullshit filler. Okay, It's just bullshit filler. It's like artificial flavoring in, 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 the, in the stuff. Yeah, from... from... From January to September, it's juicy fruit gum. Yeah, it's just it's just bad content. And is it content? Sure. If you're entertained by it, sure. But is it worth the thirty dollars that you spent for the season pass that you had to wait for? Right? You paid thirty dollars in, in September to get your season pass and you already paid. And if it's good or not, you've already paid. And then you can't make that decision until the next year when this expansion comes out when you're like, ah, that wasn't worth it. And then you buy the next expansion. And that's good. And then they buy you the next season pass, and you're like, well, I didn't really like the last season pass, but this one sure looks better than that one. And then you pay $30 again, and you wait for it again, and it disappoints again. Happened year one, happened year two, happened year three, happened year I four. I don't, I don't know how many times I don't know how many times something has to happen to you before you become a better consumer. It, it, I guess it's mind-boggling. for some people, never, apparently, because 986 million say so. If I... I'm a little contradictive here, right? Because I'm on a podcast. If I wasn't on a podcast on Monday nights talking about Destiny, I wouldn't talk about Destiny, okay? If I wasn't on this podcast to entertain people, I wouldn't talk about Destiny. I like Destiny. Destiny is my stripper girlfriend who has massive problems, okay? She's beautiful on the outside, but she's got problems, She's got problems. She's got problems. She's got problems. Okay. So take what you will from that. I love Destiny. And it's do I make money from this? Very little. Like we're talking pennies on the dollar. Okay. And yet I still do it because I love talking about video games. I love talking about stuff. And on the comment section, if you want to laugh, go to the Rage's Round Table and read the comment section. It's probably the most entertaining stuff you'll see because people, the people that comment to me don't understand the reason I'm on the show is so they comment, right? To make discussion. Because you yeah, don't they want... haven't got they haven't got that far yet. You don't want four people going, I concur. Oh, I, I I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right, I let's agree move with on. everything you just said. Let's move on.
It's it's just ridiculous. All right, so let's talk about Destiny for a second. Now that they're putting the stuff back in the game, Sarge, let's let's talk about that for a second. Okay, now not sarcastically, the vanity accessories, ships, ghosts, and sparrows that you can actually earn. Universal ornaments, right? In-game efforts for silver. The feature early uh, development expected sometime in year four. Sometime in year four means like way year four, maybe year five almost. Okay. Each season will deliver aspirational pursuits of armor, right? Not armors, armor, right? We haven't done uh, constantly, uh, consistently in Destiny 2 yet. Uh, The armor will come from activities. So there's points to do the activities now. Not the season pass, nor the Eververse. Bravo. As an example, we removed the Eververse armor from season 11 and itemized it into aspirational activities. Because this is right, this is the right thing to do, okay? They're giving you improvement rewards and aspirational activities for raids, trials, and dungeons. Is this enough for you to put it back in the machine and and to play? Listen, I, I told you. I've been playing games like this for a long time. It's not hard to make a game loop. The hard part is tricking the player into doing a game loop that they believe is something that they have to do as opposed to being repetitive. All video games are repetitive, okay? It's yeah. the way that they trick you into the loop. Chess is repetitive, may, right. Right. It may, they, it's, not a bad, it's not a bad way of saying it, but you're, you trick the player into doing the loop, and it makes them feel good that they're doing it, not that it's a chore. Right. Right. I was excited when they did the armor upgrade because I thought that that's that that's the direction we were going to go. Like it was a reason why I put this armor on. Right. Because I could do X better. I could do this better. Right. But all it was is a number and it didn't do anything significant between one or the other. There was no significance. The only significance is if you grinded long enough, which was tedious and unfulfilling that you could get your numbers high enough to where you were really good in PvP because you would either get your grenade back right away or get your melee thing back right away, like that kind of thing. Whereas those type of things should have been factored into the PvE portion of the game where I'm putting on a specific set of armor because I'm trying to do this arc strike under this time without dying and getting all the treasure inside it. And then I get a bonus and then I get a treasure. Like that's the reason why you gear up for something. That's the part of the MMO that's missing from destiny. When you went into a raid in like, wow, people were looking for the gear inside the raid in order for them to do the raid better or faster because you were looking for the full set, right? That was happening in destiny one, but was completely removed for destiny two. The reason why you did a raid was to get the raid gear, and then the raid gear allowed you to do the raid better. And why would I want to do the raid better? Well, because the way that the way that the the rewards were structured is if I could do the raid better, there was a better chance of me getting the quintessential treasure out of this activity. Right. That's the reason why we do it. Once that was removed, I stopped playing. Because there is no reason to play other than the fact that you like existing in that world and popping heads. I understand popping heads is fun. I will never get tired of popping a cabal's head. I get it. All right. I get it. However, you have got to refine the game loop for me to want to play a game. Yeah, the core of the game is broke. 
You have emptiness in your game. The gear is empty. It means nothing. It's just an item. Prior to this mess, a piece of gear in Destiny was the reward. I got the gun. I got the helmet. I got the exotic. I got you were you were crazy about getting the piece. Now receiving a piece means nothing. It means nothing. And that's the part that gets me. I'd like to play Destiny. I would love to play it again. But I my brain will not allow me to be tricked into playing a game that serves zero purpose with zero reward. Okay? That's my problem. Here's the thing they talked about last week's uh, TWAB. It's the beginning in Season 12, the core parts of activity experience will uh, will live after the season has ended. For late players joining in the future seasons, we want to give the opportunity to jump straight into the heart of the old activities to experience without all previous season-specific requirements. We want to remove any comp uh, competing and distracting elements with the new activity season, which will be its own ritual progression, but actually activity experience stays. Let me give you an example here how we might work the future using Season of the Dawn illustration. With our new approach with Season of the Dawn concluded, we would let we would have left behind saving Saint-14's quest. The exotic quest required Devil's Ruin and Bastion, um, and the Sundial activity would, uh, would sunset the Obelisk experience to reduce the clutter. In the quest log, and we keep the bounty quali quality and inflating across the game. Um, the fractal currency, so it could be safely removed from a player's inventory. The obvious where the time inv invested, uh, intentative, or incentive, sorry, uh, will want to be overloaded by the player's choice of engaging the current seasonal ritual versus the past seasonal ritual. This is a one of our current plan for year four, but like everything else, these plans and exactly how the content persists will change and evolve over the, over the time. So what they're trying to do is they, they want to keep, and I said this last director's cut last summer, when he came out and said, oh, they're bringing stuff in, but then it's only 12 weeks and, then, and they're getting rid of it. I thought it was a waste of time because how can, how can as an artist, knowing that you're working on a game and 12 weeks after you're done with it, it's gone, right? It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It doesn't matter. You're not going to fix it because it's 12 weeks. It goes, it's just gone, okay? So how as an artist can you put your love and tender care into this thing when you're just like, it doesn't fucking matter what I do here because it's just going to be gone in 12 weeks anyway. So now they're keeping it in. Right, even though we're out of space, they're keeping it in. But it says for a year. It says last the entire year. So FOMO, I if I buy the game on day one in September, okay, but I have a busy schedule, right? Kids, school, work, whatever. I only get to play like an hour a day, which is barely scratching the surface. I don't play for four months. All of a sudden, it's now February, okay, or January. I come in. I should be able to play all the content. Why? Because I bought it when I bought the game, right? So if it takes me six months, I don't care if Glad's going through and beating it in, in, in one week and he plays 80 hours a week and he plays a thousand hours. I want to be able to take my money, buy the game and enjoy it on my own pace. Right? So it doesn't say how the year thing is going to work though. I don't know if it's a comes out in September and then one full year or when the activity comes out, it's like a fiscal rotating year. You know what I'm saying? So, like, let's say the Vex the Vex invasion happened in September, and it goes to December, and then when this one comes out, it's a year from this one now. And not, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Because it's still a problem, because if I buy the game later, I'm still not going to be able to enjoy it if I buy it 364, and 365, the game now changes over. I had one day to, to play it, even though I paid full price for it. You see what I'm saying? So I don't know when this whole rotation season thing starts, 
I don't understand why they can't do it this way. Remember when you went into Destiny 1 and you went to the um, uh, Rise of Iron, okay? And you went to the Cosmodrome, and it was a separate section. When you clicked on it, you went down to the Divide, and there was snow, and there was a whole bunch of stuff. But when you clicked on the other one, it wasn't snow. It was just the regular Cosmodrome. Why can't they do that? Why can't they have two spots on the map, and you instance into something? Okay, so I drop into the map. So, for instance, if I'm a day one player, and I'm caught up to everything... The next expansion comes out. I click on a button. I'm in the new. Ex I'm in the new expansion. But if you're a brand new player, you're not at that store yet, so you wouldn't be able to click on that, right? You would only be able to click on the old stuff until you catch up to a certain point in the storyline where you meet the requirements, and then you can pop into that one, and then it goes on for you. It continues. I don't understand how that is a hard thing to do by just putting another node on the map, and then when you click on it, it's your own instance. For instance, if Satan 14 is in your tower because you did those missions. Okay, it knows you did those missions. So Saint 14 would be there for you. I didn't do those missions. So if I go to the tower, Saint 14 wouldn't be there. We're in the same tower. Okay. But I don't see Saint 14 there because I haven't activated him yet. Games yeah. games have been doing this for decades. But for some reason, I mean Destiny did it. They did it with the Rise of Iron, with the Snow Divide, and the non-Snow Divide. But yet, they're like, well, we just can't get around it. It's like, I don't understand. What are you guys working with? Tinker Toys? Like, you guys put it in the game. We know you can do it. So why why do they do it this way? Why? why? Most of the things that we most of the things that we complain about, they, we know they can do. But we've already seen it. Yeah, it's in the game. You would think it's a year from the content release date. That's what I think, too. <laughs> So if like the, the the your evasion was on September first, and then the next one comes out December first, you have until September first next year to do the the vex invasions, and then the next thing is you have just till December first, right? That's how I think it's going to work, but they don't explain it. Why don't they explain it? Because I don't think they know. I don't think that's, they know that, yet. That's part of the problem. I don't think they know anything yet, which is a part of me is like, look, if you're going to share with me, then share with me. I personally don't think they have to share shit, okay? Right. I'm a, I'm in agreement where if you don't know, then be quiet. Yeah, don't don't bring it up because if you don't Say, have the don't, answer, don't even talk about it. Right. If you don't have the answer, then don't bring it up. Right. Again, I love to hate Destiny. I love Destiny, but they they infuriate me with the stuff like this. They're so opened, but yet I'm a person that reads between the lines. Okay. So like always read between the lines, people. Okay. I read between the lines. And it's what they don't say speaks louder than what they do say. The stuff that they don't tell me in the TWAB, I know is happening because you read what's there and you're like, well, that I know what you're doing, right? And I it, I don't know if it's just me or if it's a skill, right? That's how I thought Keeley. That's how I pick out a bunch, a bunch of stuff that Microsoft does. It's the stuff they don't say is louder than what, than what they do say, right? It exposes your hand. It's like playing poker, okay? And reading tells. That's what it is. It's reading tells for the for the developers. Yeah. I don't. I just don't I, understand we, the way they're going to we, go. We've, listen, we've we've talked about it many times. The everything and everything they, they they can use to fix Destiny currently right now has already been in the game. At some point in time, it's been At in the some game, point in time, but not together. Right. right, just not together. Everything that they need to do to the game to make it better has already been done, partially. And removed since the game's been out. 
I mean, I, listen, I we've already done this three or four times. I have three or four activities that can be done that can be rotated and keep the game fresh and interesting. But they have this thing with the, this this bullshit statement of the game is too big. I've never I've never heard a statement like that ever before. Only this game, right. only this game where the game is too big. <clears throat> I've never heard this ever. Call of Duty's like 150 gigs. Skyrim's like 100 gigs. No, All I, these other games are at the, it's just too big. We can't. Just I, I mean, I don't. I, I don't get it. I, I know pretty much the the world of Skyrim is pretty big. Then I looked at it the other way and I said, look, how big is WoW? How many different areas of WoW are there? Yeah, but that's a that's, right. That's an MMO, and they pay monthly I, monthly fee. Well, their 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 microtransactions are doing fine for no, monthly no, fees. I, I get that. No, but they also pay a monthly fee. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. But you are still making plenty of money monthly on Destiny. Oh, absolutely. Plen- plenty. Oh yeah. I always go so back to it. Let's let's not let's not let me look up how much they're making for their first quarter. Okay. <laughs> Those numbers probably haven't come out yet, but I'll find that number. Well, here's here's a funny thing, because if I read the TWAB correctly, okay. They're doing fine. Guys, they're coming out with new raids and new dungeons. So how much money do they make from the microtransactions? Because obviously the microtransactions are the ones that made the dungeons. Right, because without the microtransactions from the Eververse store, how are they ever going to create more content for the game? Come on, come on, come on! All right, next story. Let's move on from one dumpster fire to the next. Let's talk about Walt Disney World. Okay, so Walt Disney World uh, right now is in uh, is in bad shape, right, because of of the closing. So there's been reports. It's not official yet, but there's been reports that Disneyland is infested with rats, right? Because of the pandemic, no one's in the park. Rats have come in the park. They're like eating. So they had to remove all the food and put it in different storages. And the people that are still working in the parks, okay, have to discard their, their food in certain locations, right? I don't understand how the park not having people in it left it open for a rat invasion. Well, it's very simple. I can tell you, right? So... When there's nobody there, animals are like, oh, there's no one. There's people constantly moving through. So the animal's like, I'm not fucking going in there. But when it's quiet, they're like, oh. And they start coming. And then the, the scout goes out. Scout goes back and says, hey, there's no fucking Ain't nobody one here. there. Right. Okay. Right. They made a movie. It's called Rat Tattooey, right? There you go. The rats got in the kitchen. They start eating because there's nobody yet there at night. Okay. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is Shanghai opens up on Monday. Okay, this Monday, the the eleventh. Okay, it's going to be the template of how they're going to open up the rest of the parks. So right now, they're talking about Disney World and Disneyland in the United States will probably maybe open in August first. No way, no way. But they're thinking it probably won't open again till next year, January first. Okay, so okay, so it says although Disney is ho- hoping to reopen Disney World and Disneyland theme parks as soon as possible, the anal- the analysts think it won't be earlier than January of next year with help precautions and concerns over the current pandemic the belief that disney will be better off waiting until 2021 to reopen disney world and disneyland the disney parks have been shut down since late march in a message of clients the the ubs director investment research john hodalka said that believes that both health and economic uh, considerations will force companies like disney to keep their theme parks closed until 2021 at the earliest from an economic perspective the theme parks would have to spend more than meets the regular regulations that would have a limited attendance Okay, as a result of odds making profit as lower potentials not worth even beginning to open up, uh, one has considered a few new things. Not all rides can open up because all social distancing guidelines. Any rides that require 3D glasses cannot operate for the time being. 
Parks might have limited attendance. Social distancing will make lines uh, appear longer and would make time waits longer. The expenses associated with Disney might not be worth lesser of the experiences. Okay, there's also also health concerns that will likely keep a lot of tourists and visitors away until it's safe to be for the theme park setting. At the very least, some are going to wait until there's a vaccine available, but that might not be at least for a year away, right? 18 months to, to two years. It's unlikelihood that the stay-home orders in California and Florida will lift before 2020 is over and that Disney will left uh, will be left to make a decision for itself. Um, Universal Studios will decide to make more financial sense to wait, but that does not mean that they will not uh, open like they do. Either way, the theme park's experience will not be the same when the parks open up. They're talking about having checkpoints. So you're going to get your temperature checked. Now, anyone that's been to a theme park, okay, since 9-11, okay, you know the process of these giant lines going through the metal detectors, empty your pockets, check your bags, all this stuff, okay? Think that, but now you're going to check your bags, go through the thing, get your temperature checked, okay? You're going to have to have a mask on. Well, now they're talking about if they have people with masks on in Florida during the hot summer heat, you're going to have people passing out left and right. Okay, because it restricts you from breathing. Okay, so they can't they can't do that, and they can't put them inside because you have social distancing. Okay, so everyone's going to be in a virtual queue line. What they did for the Rise of Resistance, you're going to be on a uh, a virtual boarding pass. So think about this: they're going to put lines in the line. They're going to have to skip every other because it usually snakes, right? It snakes around. They're going to have to rechange these queue lines because if you turn this way, you're no longer six feet apart from the person that's coming in the opposite direction, right? So they have to make it where you skip skip one turn. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. They man. have to logistically change the whole layout of stuff. Okay. Now they haven't come out and said that the way the flow is going to work, but they're going to have to go one direction. You can't have people crisscrossing like they do now, right? It's like streaming, like swimming upstream. So they're going to have to make everyone go around in a circle, clockwise, counterclockwise, however you want. There's going to be multiple checkpoints throughout the park. Eating, just eating in the park. They're going to have to skip every other table, right? You're going to have to have less people in the park. Capacity holds 100,000 people in Magic Kingdom. They'll probably only hold about 30,000 people now. Well, if they hold 30,000 people, they have to spread those 30,000 people across the whole land, make sure that everyone, okay, kids, it's time to switch, rotate, and then everyone has to rotate when they when they come out of <laughs> that, there. That's that's crazy, dude. Yeah. That's crazy I know, talk. I know it sounds like people listening are like, well, who gives a shit, right? It's, it's huge. It's a logistical fucking nightmare to do because now just getting in the park, waiting in the line, think about it, 10 people, that's 60 feet. 10 people is 60 feet back from where the, the checkpoint is because you have to keep six feet apart from the person in front of you. It's not going to happen. Though. Okay. Then you have to get your temperature checked. Then you go from Tomorrowland to Frontierland. Stop. Got to check your temperature. Right. And they're, they're going to be scanning. You already, you already checked my temperature when I walked in. They got to make sure. They got to make sure. I walked in. You took my temperature. You tell me every time I, tr I cross a boundary in the park, I got to take my temperature again. I, Come on, man. I think I'm going to be a guy. I'm going to be like John Travolta, boy in the bubble. I'm just going to walk around in a big fucking in a ball. In a hamster ball? In a hamster ball, walking around. Right? I'll just go across the lake. Instead of taking the boat or the monorail, I'll just roll into the lake and just just paddle across. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time to get your temperature. We're out of the, we're out of the thing. We're going to have to shove it up your ass. Hold on a second. 
Think about no, the, every ride. No, it's it's Disney, man. They'll have they'll have two sections. They'll have the oral, the head, and the anal check. You right, get the pick. Right, right, right. Non-intrusive, right? Then then each ride. Think about your attendance right now. The the employees right now just sit there like this. They're like, when the ride moves, they just give thumbs up. They hit a button and it moves. Now, and then and then when they push a button and it comes back before the next group can get on. They have to wipe everything down. That it's not logistically possible. You can't. It's it's not gonna work, bro. It's not gonna <laughs> if work. If I go for anal, the line would move faster. Yeah, it's like fast pass. Right. If you're in fast pass, you get the anal thermometer. And if you're in the standard line, no, no, that's what it is. Anal is standard, and fast pass is the temperature check. So make sure you get your fast pass, people. Otherwise, you're gonna get a thermometer shoved up your ass. I can't imagine that being an experience that I ever want to go is to go to Disney World during COVID. Like I would just wait. Fuck it. Like that's impossible. It's not logistically possible to do that. Everything that we do is on top of each other. Everything that we do, bars, restaurants, well, amusement parks, people are on top of each other all the time. You know how it's just not possible. Okay. Me, Sarge, my son, and my wife went to Legoland uh, right before we all went into quarantine. It was like that weekend before, right? Yeah. We were at Legoland, and I was I was like, look at all these kids touching all these Legos everywhere. I was like, oh, the germs. Like, just that alone. Okay? But going into Legoland, Legoland's not a very popular park. It was... It felt like it wasn't open, right? There was plenty of room to walk around. You barely saw anybody. You saw the same right. people. That's yeah. what Disney's going to be like. That's what Disney's going to be like. It's going to be so unpopulated. That means you're going to have to, you're you're going to have to make a reservation to get into the park. Like they'll only let right. a certain amount of groups in. Right. If you buy a ticket for the park, you're actually on a list to get into the park right. for that day. It would have. Otherwise, to be. you don't get to go in. Right. You can't just show up. You would have. Right. To... You can't show up. Right. right. Absolutely. So basically, you check in. They're like, uh, "30 still gaming family. All right, we have two anal thermometers and a uh, regular check, and you have three fast passes. So, all right, who's got the fast passes?" It was like, "I got it. Nope, I'm sorry. Two of you don't have a fast pass. You're gonna have to get an anal thermometer. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be absolutely insane how they're gonna do it. I, I, I can't believe that Disneyland is overrun with rats." Like that's like from that's like from Escape from New York, right? Or, or Escape from L.A. Same thing. I, I just want to know how do you get to Magic Kingdom? Because you have to take a monorail, or you have to take the ferry. So what do you put? 12, or a bus? Or a bus? We could put twelve people on a bus. Every other seat. Twelve yeah. people that fills up the bus. They they pack them on the bus. There's literally like a hundred people standing, squished up against each other. Usually. Yeah. Now yeah. now it's gonna be like. One per side. All right, let's move out. We're full. You only put one family on there. We're full. All right, let's go. Monorail. What are you gonna do? What about what about the tram that takes you from the parking lot to the actual gate? Every every third seat, right? Right. I, the, the the tram that takes you from the they, parking they, lot. They, I got they, on my car. They probably won't even use it. You have to walk. It, it it's it's a logistical nightmare. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait to go. I can't wait to see what that happens. The, the new Skyliners. How the fuck are you going to use those? Only one family. The family's on there. That's it. But then you have to wipe it down as soon as it gets to a station. You're going to have an army of people just doing a car wash <laughs> every time one pulls into the station. It's going to be fucking insane. 
<laughs> I don't see how this can work. The guy, man. you use the bathroom. The guy's gonna be, guy's gonna be doing a cover. He's just have a hose, like a pressure hose. And as soon as you're done, he's just like wetting down everything in the bathroom. Like it's, it's, it just doesn't make sense. It's just, it's a logistical nightmare. Logistical nightmare. Let's just say there's ten people on a ride. It takes ten minutes to clean off the ride after those ten people get off the ride. They would have to keep track of every other cart in the haunted mansion, right? You get in cart one, you get in cart three. By the time cart one comes all the way around, that person gets out. They wipe it down, but they don't put anybody in. Now it goes two, four, six, eight. Then the mm-hmm. following round it goes one, three, right? It's it's gonna be movie theaters, restaurants. How are you going to work when you go back to your restaurant? They're going to do half capacity. And you have to wear masks and stuff? Yeah. It makes no sense. Does the customers have to wear masks? Uh, I'm assuming, or do you, yeah. Or do you blend all the food into a straw and they just <laughs> and they just drink it as a I, fucking I smoothie? I don't see it. I, uh, listen, man. I, I worry more. I don't worry about me as much as I worry about, like, restaurants in New York. Because New York restaurants, right, they're small. And they have to be packed all the time in order for them to make money. So... If you force them to say, we're going to open up now, and these guys are not taking unemployment, right? Now they're, they're off unemployment because they they're working. Right. Now you can only work half staff. You can only have the restaurant half full. And the restaurants in New York will close down in, in eight weeks because they can't sustain being open at half capacity. You have, to, you have to have full restaurants in order for them to make money. I don't see how this is going to work. Right. I just thought about it. I just it. don't. I just thought about it every Every employee at Disney World, you're going to start seeing characters that have never been out in, in, in public. Like You're going to see like the seven dwarfs walking around the park because they're going to have so many employees, and they can wear those giant heads. So all the characters are running the operations so they can— <laughs> Right, Buck. And how, how else do you stay open? The prices have to be jacked up, right? That's the only way it stays open. Yeah, the prices I, I, are going to go through the roof. I don't see how this is going to work, man. I just don't. On our farm here, we, we opened up, and if you give the people an inch, they're going to take a mile, right? So our, our our farm store here is pretty packed now, right? And everyone has to stay six feet apart, and we only allow certain many people into the store because it's a small store. It's only like 1,200 square feet. And now we started doing online orders. So we made we made boxes and stuff that are just generic, like, ground beef, ground pork, ground turkey. Make it simple for people just to order it, come pick it up and leave so they don't have to wait in line or anything like that. So we open that up and now people are like, "Well, can I can I mix match my order?" They're trying to make it more difficult. We're like, "No. If you want to do that, then you go stay in the line. If you don't want to stay in line, then get generic stuff and move along." Right? But all these people are like, "Well, I, I can't get out of the car and I don't want to get contaminated and all this." It's like tough shit. It's like we're not going to cater to every single person that comes through. We're help. We never do. We never did online orders before, right? This is new to us. And now we're taking online order pre-orders and stuff like that. And people are just like, "Well, oh, well, here's an inch. You're doing ground beef. Well, can you throw some cheese in there? Can you throw some vegetables in there?" It's like, "No. No, I can't." Because then we might as well just shut the store down, just order everything and then we'll just deliver it to you. Right? What's the point? It's just everyone wants logistically trying to do what we're doing okay as a small little family farm i can't imagine how restaurants are going to work how they're going to function right they can't 25 percent. that's what i'm trying to tell you some restaurants have 10 tables inside new york and they have to be packed 25 percent it's going to be two two tables 
two tables. So where? So who gets the tables? Or the staff? Does, does does somebody only work twice a week? And if they're on part time, then they have they can't collect on unemployment, right? Right. Because they're working. Right. So right. how does it work? It's not. Well, I think that's all the stuff that we had today. We did a pretty good job of getting all the stuff stuff the, that we missed. Uh, we actually did a pretty good job. Pretty good job, Sarge. We hit all the bullet points. We didn't talk about the Boba Fett movie, uh, the director. That's a whole other shit storm. We'll probably bring that up next week. The inner workings can of, we, of the talk, CEO. Can we just talk about it right now? No, What's no, no. no. It's too, CEO is way too long conversation. Okay. It's, it's like a 20-minute, 30-minute conversation. Okay. I, like the, I like to keep these at two minutes or two hours or two hours and three minutes right now. So, all right. Episode 215 is in the can. Appreciate you guys coming out. Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way each and every single week. We're here on Mixer.com slash 30 and still gaming. If you like what we do and you like to help support the podcast, head on over to Anchor.fm, or you can hit Amber's in the chat, okay? Head over to Anchor.fm, listen to the GXG micro episodes each and every single day. They come out each and every single day. Uh, that helps us. Just listening to those helps us. Also, Anchor.fm, if you like as little as 99 cents uh, a month, you can help us through that way. Uh, if you will share, like, subscribe, okay, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, all this stuff, share, hit a link, hit a tweet, all the stuff, all that stuff helps us. We do appreciate you. If you can't help us financially, you can help us by spreading the word of the actual podcast. We're not going anywhere. We've done 215 episodes for five fucking years, <laughs> okay? And we come back every single, pretty much every single Thursday at 8 p.m. unless something goes wrong or our schedules get messed up, which is about five times a year. So I do appreciate you coming out here live. Don't go anywhere. We are going to stream Star Wars Battlefront 2 tonight because I think it's double, triple XP or whatever. So we're going to have fun there. If anybody wants to play with us, we're on Xbox. Hit us up in chat. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care, guys. Two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.